Hold the presses. This just in, kidding? ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Million Show. I, my name is Henry. I'm joined once again by James and Tom. And we're reviewing Tomorrow Never Dies, released in 1997, directed by Roger Spotterswood. So this is an interesting Bond film, I think. I mean, we did uh, The Rock previously and then Goldeneye before mm. that. So, I mean, personally speaking, right off the bat, I would like to say I kind of prefer this to Goldeneye mm. already. I don't know about you two, but... Um, it's interesting for me. Tomorrow Never Dies is like, <clears throat> I think it's a very solid Bond film. And I think individually, it's probably Pierce Brosnan's best, you know, outright performance as Bond. Um, what I like about Tomorrow Never Dies, it doesn't try and do anything too mm. extreme or ambitious. I mean, it, it has its moments, of course, but oh yeah, um, I think it's 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 a solid Bond film. It's not like one of the elite ones, but it's not bad either. It's it's yeah. a, pretty well put together bond film i would say it's, it's paced well it's over so quickly it's like less than two hours long which is just perfect for a bond film just like you know just the two hour just mark is right, just what yeah. you need and yeah i i really i mean it's not a film i've watched very many times but i i never complain watching it i'm like this is good yeah. you know and uh actually i i watched it and uh, I forgot, like, a whole chunk of the film. I think it's in Thailand when it happens. So, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is great. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about it, Tom? Because I know that you probably have the strongest opinions about this, as in terms of, I remember you liking this one quite a bit. You like it? I, I, I did like it a lot. I had a period where I liked it a lot. But, but since then, like, I kind of liked, I kind of liked Goldeneye a bit more because um this i don't know like the thing with this film is is like it's good it's really easy to watch but mm. it's there's not much that differentiates it from a generic action film in my opinion um and like just in my opinion but like and i think he has a really good villain and i think he has mm, some yeah. really good characters and it has probably one of the most overrated characters i want to speak about like oh, i know who you're gonna say <laughs> yeah that's that's the part are you gonna rip into anyway well, that's the part of the film I feel strongest about. Dr. Kaufman. Yeah. Oh, great yeah, yeah. Kaufman, my favourite. We'll get to him, though, yeah. What well, about you, Henry? For me? Well, I think I share similar sentiments to both of you, but the, I think this film's two biggest strengths are... It's actually three biggest strengths. Well-paced, good soundtrack, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, the villain, of course. I think uh, the whole cast is actually pretty pretty good i mean it's not a list but well you've got I think the characters are excellent well. obviously elliot carver uh is it paris carver as well yeah, yeah. paris right she's great way lynn is great i yeah. never i was never too hot on way lynn um when i was younger but watching the film yesterday i was like damn she actually really puts in a good performance and she's actually a really good bond girl i mean but almost because she's not a bond girl and i was thinking about it i think this is probably the last pretty good Bond girl that we ever get. I think this is <laughs> this is the last time where I'm like, yeah, I I really like I like she, this Bond girl. And, and, got jinx yeah. Soon. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think you get... for me, um, I think objectively speaking, which is hard to do with Bond, especially with our like history with it. But objectively <laughs> speaking, this is probably edges it as Pierce Brosnan's best Bond film. But obviously, it's not my favorite, so you know. Yeah, but, yeah, the, the best and the favorites are never usually they don't usually align with Bond. Um, yeah. Mm. But still, 
Well, that's what we're yeah, here for. Beginning, you get right into it because this is yeah, a quite straightforward it. film, I feel. What, we go with the opening title sequence, which I think is supposed to take place either in like Chechnya or some like it's just like some terrorist arms dealing, you know, place. It's like that's all you need to some know wasteland in Russia, I thought. Yeah, right? some like ex-Soviet yeah. thing or yeah, like, like Alaska. No, not Alaska. Yeah, um, Siberia or some shit. Yeah, that'd, that'd be very. Long, it's yeah. just like every country America doesn't like is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh well, you know, half the world's terrorists are here, and they're all just doing their shopping. You know, like that's right. Yeah, and like yeah, you got this like you got M, you know, in the briefing room. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, you know, we've got our man in there and all that. Um, and then like you got this admiral who's set up to be like the the you know punch bag for this entire film. I wonder how tempted they were to make him another American character, but oh, they were like, man. I think they they held back this time, but they still had like poked fun at the CIA, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I yeah, love. They never, yeah, they never going, miss a chance to have a little jab at the Americans, man. I love yeah, that. He, he's going mm. on like, oh, you know, we need to blow them up all now, and they've got a British ship right next to it for some reason, but you know, I guess whatever. Um, so they like launch a missile, and then then ten seconds later, the camera uh, changes, and they're mm. like, oh whoops guess there are some nukes here which they somehow got a hold of and then they're like oh make a joke about russians not being able to uh keep yeah, weapons yeah, yeah. Lock up. Up. What, what, what was that a specific reference to is well the, after the ussr fell uh, a lot of the uh, you know high-grade weapons went missing suddenly oh okay but then again i mean uh the us has accidentally <laughs> dropped nuclear bombs quite a few times oh yeah you? and you leave like they leave like an apache did you see the video on twitter of like an Apache oh, yeah. attack helicopter. No, it was a Black Hawk actually got yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, they've left plenty yeah. of stuff in Afghanistan. Them, <laughs> but, you know, hand-me-downs, I guess. maybe. As uh, like... Max Zorin might say, a convenient coincidence. Yeah, maybe, maybe mm. just like, you know, compensation for uh, the history. Anyway. Yeah. So... I do like how it uh, sets up what's his name, Mr. Gupta, for later. Mm. He, well, he it, actually... It's like five seconds, but like... So, yeah, yeah I Look know. at that red box, that's important. Yeah, yeah. but he... he <laughs> um. I like how um, he actually had a lot of deleted scenes from the film. I don't know yeah, if you know that. Yeah, I've seen. yeah he, I think I saw one. That rings a bell, you know. Cards. Yeah, and there's actually a really good one I wanna, I'll want i bring up later, or if I remember, but yeah. He would definitely be like a Discord moderator, you know, today. Oh, yeah, man. This is, again, like, I said this about Goldeneye, and again with this film, uh, how, like, it's pretty impressive how ahead of the curve bond was um i mean the film in general like you know it's so easy to to date a film with its technology which obviously it inevitably does but oh yeah this one's all about nevertheless when you think this is in 97 and the way they use like a mobile phone in this film and and things like that it's it's very impressive and that's that takes a lot of guts to do actually because a lot of a lot of filmmakers just don't won't wouldn't have a a phone at all or you know any technology it's just kind of keep that as as a smaller thing as possible. Yeah, just in But case. with bombs, they're very like they're very uh, ambitious with just going. Okay, yeah, we're going to call this, and uh, and usually I think more often than not they're actually pretty on the money with a lot of stuff, which is, you know, and of course I mean the um the plot device in this movie for the most part is that red box. Yeah. Which obviously you have to have something like that because it. I mean. And actually, even in later Bond films, you know, you need something like a physical object for him to, you know, for, for an actual physical spy to be, yeah. you know, physically so there for Like information that they hack out of it with Q or something. Right, right, right. But yeah. uh, but still, uh, you know, I, I think this opening is really good, really good. It's not, 
I don't know if it's better than GoldenEye, because GoldenEye leans more into the plot, but mm. this is still... I love it. It's great action. This is, yeah, this great. Is like... We get... We get what I like to kind of think of as Pierce Brosnan's Bond theme. He's got his own sort of theme, which is great. Yeah. You hear it two or three times in this movie. And uh, and also the Bond theme itself you get, which is great. You know, you, yeah, it's got like a bit more brass in it, I think. It's been a while since we, I think we had the Bond theme like in a, in a film, but I don't know. Nah, they, they, they had like a while. both in, in like the both previous ones, apart from The Rock, obviously. But still, mm. just got to uh, remember that. But still, I mean... This, uh, I mean, yeah, essentially Bond, you know, gets in a plane with the nukes on it and then flies mm. off. Yeah. Um, but what is... I like is that even though obviously I've seen this film so many times and it happens right at the beginning, you're like, I just love those moments where it's like, oh, is Bond dead? You know, is he going to die? Because, you know, the missiles hit and he's just taken off and there's just flames and stuff. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. the TV, um, uh, you know, yeah, static hits H. Static, yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh no! And then it just comes out the flames, you know, and it's like boom, you know, the Bond music. It's like yeah, but then it's not over the, at that point either. Yeah, exactly. As well, yeah, you know, you get the guy who he knocked out and forgot to kill behind him is you know like garroting him, you know, mm-hmm. he's pulling that, you know, it's like the beginning of that trademark Pierce Brosnan pain face that he pulls, you know, like yeah, with his jaw out, like yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to do an impression of it, but. <laughs> yeah you see it's like 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 we forgot to mention but uh like like with roger moore they have that one like sound clip of him going like oh you know they use yeah like, that's right like 50 times this is like i'll tell you what though pierce brosnan i kind of kept an eye on his kind of stunts and stuff and he i mean obviously he wasn't doing backflips or anything but pierce brosnan he did do you know a fair bit of you know jumping around and stuff yeah, I, you know a fair i was a bit of running you know yeah well i was like yeah i love i've always loved for some reason pierce brosnan's running technique he's got really high hands and it's realistic running so yeah i've always appreciated it's like a very small thing i always appreciated about him yeah one thing i also have to say with the uh the gun barrel of this one i quite like his he just like is a straight shot, like he's not like bending or anything like that. Yeah. So, give him credit. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually had uh, a theme for it, which wasn't the GoldenEye like weird techno soundtrack, whatever it was. Mm. But and I like how he gets out of the jam in this as well. I mean, uh, I have to say, however they filmed this is so impressive. I don't know how they did it, um, but very, very with the with the fighter jets and obviously ejecting the guy into the other plane. I mean, it, it looked faintly ridiculous when you see him, like, literally slot up into the yeah. exact seating position. But it's so quick, it's like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter, sense. really. <laughs> and then he goes, and uh, ask the general where he would like his bombs delivered. It's like, oh, <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And it, and it cuts into the, um, the opening credits quite mm-hmm. well. And before we talk about the song quickly, I just have to say, I like, I mean, I, I talk about the actual credits, like, you know, designed quite a bit. This mm-hmm. one, like, is like you can't really ignore at least at the beginning. I, I like the um, kind of the theming of it because there's a lot of you know when it goes into like shattered glass and stuff. Yeah, shattered glass, yeah, a lot of, yeah. like you know, the numbers, media, sort of, like yeah. nearly Matrix style and all that. It is a little bit Matrix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and and all that. the um, yeah, and all like the instead of like just being dancers, they're like made out of like silicon chips and all that. Mm-hmm. So um. That's kind of cool, I guess. But what do you all think of Tomorrow Never Dies, performed by Alex Crow? Yeah, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. It's it's good. Um, I think it's good. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it good. kind of really like embodies the film. Actually, it's just like 
yeah, this is this yeah. is good. I'm here for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny <laughs> thing as well is, I mean, both of you probably know us already, as a lot of people do. The fact that this film was originally supposed to be called Tomorrow Never Lies, because oh, then yeah. it makes sense with the music. No, I didn't know that. But then uh, Saul made a typo, and then and then they thought, oh, Tomorrow Never Dies sounds way cooler. Really? So then they went with that. So I never I, knew that. Tomorrow I Never heard... Dies is a great uh, title for a Bond film, yeah. I must say. What a cr- Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, what does it mean? Doesn't matter. It sounds it just cool. Sounds enough. cool. I heard like I heard slightly different story behind it. I heard that they um, wrote Tomorrow Never Lies as the film title when they were sending it to the producers or something as for as an idea. But the ink smudged actually, and it became oh. "Tomorrow Never Dies" instead. And then oh, they were like, "They were like, oh, th- I mean, I'm not saying that's how it was. Yeah, I'm just saying Henry's Henry sounds a little bit more. Th- I mean, that that's like a, a real like quirk of fate if that's the case. But I think probably a typo is a bit more realistic. Yeah. Either way, I but mean, again, I'm glad, I'm glad got very far away from each other on the keyboard, but who knows? Anyway, so maybe someone yeah, was just bored in the office. So that. Basically, you get the you get those credits, and then it goes into. I suppose you could. I'm looking at my keyboard now. You could smudge an L into a D, couldn't you? Probably. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> yeah. If there's like a really heavy ink blot, it could maybe grow out into the the curve of the D. So maybe. But well, yeah. Whatever. Well, whatever <laughs> happens, who knows? But still, after the credits, you get the uh, scene with uh, Carver's stealth ship. Uh, basically oh, yeah. trolling the British and the Chinese. So they're saying, oh, well, uh, the British think they're in international waters when actually they've been sent into Chinese waters or mm-hmm. they've been sent in the wrong spot, or at least. Uh, and uh, they know that it can't be wrong because it's GPS, So, uh, which is the new thing they have to explain to the audience like EMP <laughs> last time. Uh, whereas <laughs> now you just turn it off and turn it on again and see if... But that's what I mean. It, now everyone knows what GPS is, but I'm sure Bond would have been... one one of the first films that ever like had GPS in, in their yeah. movie, right? I would have thought. Maybe. Yeah, it's a plot device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, um, yeah, and then the Chinese jets like, you know, you need, to, you need to fuck off, basically. And then the British are like, well, no, we're not, we're, we should be here. And then uh, Carver's ship sends like this like remote drill to crash through the ship. Oh, yeah. Now this it's is like really cool. Very gadget, scary, but... man. I must say, I remember, I, I can't remember how old I was when I was probably 12. And, and uh, uh, oh, that thing it. is terrifying, man. That yeah, thing is like ter- That's such an ugly, like, it's like a bullet. It's like a giant bullet with, like, three massive saws on the front. I mean, whoever thought of that is a genius. Uh, it's so cool. It's so scary, man. It's just like, and it's remote controlled. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know. But that's guaranteed terrifying. to be like a, a leftover from the jigsaw warehouse or something, you know, like. Maybe. <laughs> I love how it's used in this film. Like, yes, it's yeah. set it's set up here, and then you see it at the end where you've kind of forgotten. I think about it's used it. three times, isn't it, in title, Right? Or I think it's it... only used twice. Okay, like at the beginning and yeah. But um, well, still. I let's mean, get Stamper out of the way. Let's talk about him so we don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the classic. Um, <laughs> no, he basically just hands too, except he talks. No, so. it's not. It's not hands too. It's it's like. A, a, like a really bad effort to like fuse hands and red grant together and it I, I, for me it just doesn't work i don't like um stamper at all man he's yeah. just i mean yeah i get it i don't know really what it's else what i could really it, i can really suggest many improvements other than his his you know his drip perhaps well actually the the, the way he got the part is quite funny so it was oh, yeah. some unknown german 
actor or whatever and then like he i don't know who he went to might have been producers and they was like looking for a part or something and they were like well you've got five seconds to say something because they're in a rush and then mm-hmm. he was like i'm big i'm bad i'm german and then they just went off and then he, and he said something about their smile told me i got the part and then like he oh got, all yes. right well fair enough i mean i don't want to hate on him too much because i, I don't think he's necessarily bad i, th- I and I, it's just I felt like they wanted to like just bring back Red Grant a little bit, but then they just went, ah, well, okay, let's do it like this, and then we don't have to ever do it again, which is effectively what happens. So you know, yeah. I suppose in that sense, it's it's yeah, okay. He's, he's the last of the tall blonde, you know, German yeah. lineage, you know. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, and ironic, he gets killed by a rocket too. But anyway, I mean, yeah. So he, so they, so they destroyed this ship. They also shoot down the planes, and obviously this stealth boat is uh, shaped in such a way as so it can't be detected by anything, uh, mm-hmm. or at least will appear as like a periscope or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, like then again, you know, the penguin had a, had it, you know, twenty years prior. But anyway, they had um, thirty. Yeah, they, yeah. So they sink the ship, uh, and also they uh, they mow down the survivors with with uh, the correct type of ammunition. As yeah. Carpa says, to make I it look the, like the Chinese killed them. So I think the strongest part of this film is definitely how relevant the plot has like aged. Like oh, yeah. there's so much now about like mm. fake news and everything, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they just got like they completely they were way way ahead of the curve back then because there was no, as far as I know or I heard of when we studied media or whatever, um, in sociology actually. Um, there was any like distrust in the media back then on a widespread mm. level. It, there was a lot more trust than there is now. Like, yeah, and, yeah, of and so, so like that plot has really aged like fine wine in a way. Yeah. Um, I hear people criticizing. It, I just don't understand why. Cause it's well, not, and I think it's particularly effective because obviously, you know, Elliot Carver's literally a fusion of Steve jobs and Rupert Murdoch. So, yeah. you know, which is genius. And like, I don't know. I mean, you can tell with his because we get to we get to see him, right? Which is good. They get him like straight yeah. out the out, out the straight through yeah. the door as well. Yeah. And um and he's you know I mean they couldn't quite put the turtleneck on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they 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 got like close enough, but I, I feel like there must have been some kind of like very close to being like not plagiarizing, so, but you know defamation or something, man, like the Zorin. Yeah. But the thing about <laughs> The, th- the really interesting thing about Steve Jobs um, at this time was because um, obviously he, I think in 90, I think it was in 95 or six was when he got, he left Apple. Right. So it was like a really, and Apple went, went down the hit, like really like went down the pan after, after he left. And then he came back and basically saved them uh, after a few years. So, I mean, I'm being a bit fast and loose with what happened, but that's effectively what happened. But anyway, that all happened during the period of this film, like 97, Steve Jobs wasn't at Apple. So it's, you know, it's really interesting, like how they actually went about that. And I mean, it's it's so obviously meant, to, he's so obviously meant to look like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, but then also be, you know, have the kind of, you know, um, capacity of, or the resources of Rupert Murdoch, I suppose. 
he must be like the most overdramatic villain in a way as well like yeah the way he like yeah. well he does, he does overdo he, it sometimes he does like he loves like monologues and stuff when there's like the most inappropriate times in I, I agree with that but i think what i really appreciate about uh the guy's performance what's the actor's name jonathan price jonathan price, jonathan price that's it he yeah he it is a little bit over the top but i think he does it just enough where i, I it doesn't um you know uh break my suspension of disbelief he's he's there and he he is over the top but i'm like actually you know what i think that is probably quite realistic to to how someone like that would be like the power's really got to his head no one's stopping him and he's like now he's just like manipulating entire governments and countries and he's like yeah well i mean why wouldn't and then he goes i think great line from him is when he says you know the only uh, the the, the, the measure between and insanity and genius, genius. is success, it's and it's like, well, shit, he's actually kind of right there, man. <laughs> like, you know, he's not wrong. So yeah, I think yeah. he's a fantastic villain. I must say. Yeah. As well, just because this this thought came to me, if Goldfinger is Trump's favorite Bond film, there's probably a second favorite, you know, because he'd be like, I hmm. was there, but yeah, still. Maybe. So he manages to make it look like the Chinese and the British uh, fought each other. Um, yeah, and uh, then he immediately gives a speech about his new software, uh, among other things, yep. to yeah. group either people he employs or investors. Maybe I don't know. And do you know what makes me laugh as well? I, I and uh, I'm gonna actually keep talking because I'm gonna look at yeah, the text for this now. He goes on and he's like, "Well, you know, well, we've got the perfect inaugural story for the new satellite network that will reach everyone on the planet." Um, and the, he, I mean, he goes on for quite a bit, and he ends up being like, you know, there's no news, like bad news. But and he ways... also gets, uh, he also gets a little bit of a flex, being like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, tell the president if he doesn't get this, you know, bill passed reducing our taxes or anything, um, then uh, release this video of him with his secretary or something, and then after yeah. he doesn't release it anyway, you know. Um, Another interesting little part was. Um... It's a very, it's a little tidbit, but actually one of the, his underlings who he's giving a speech to is uh, Michael G. Wilson, who's one of the, who had a, quite a very unmissable uh, cameo in the film. And he, he actually does that in a lot of the films. I think this is the first film actually that they produced, Barbara Broccoli and yeah, Michael G. Wilson. Yeah, because Cubby had just passed away, right. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I wanted to fact check this. So... You know what that scene really reminded, obviously really reminded me of when uh, he's talking to the, he's addressing his like, you know, whatever, like baddie customers, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, it's like copy and paste from Hank Scorpio and the Simpsons. Um, When, you know, when he's talking to those guys and he's like, yeah, you know, exactly the same. And that episode aired in 1996. So, you know, literally, I feel like, I don't know, like, because obviously Hank Scorpio is like a blend of Zorin, Goldfinger, and Elliot Carver, but this is before Elliot Carver was a thing, so that's actually quite amusing, actually. I think. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, and also like the the Steve Jobs thing that aged quite well in here is the fact that the new software they're launching is like been intentionally riddled with bugs, so people have to. Oh yeah, yeah, that is so far ahead of its time, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> like, yeah, my uh, my iPhone keeps running out of battery constantly. I wonder why. Yeah. But anyway, Windows 11 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, infamous update. Anyway, at what point? Uh, sorry, at what point with iPhones did you realize that was the case? Because I think it dawned on me when iOS 7 came out in 2013. I want to say, 
the yeah, 14 and i was like yeah this is this is all uh you know this is there's i realize why they do that now I was like, oh yeah okay yeah i don't know well we're just uh I've, we're just constantly yeah. decreasing our potential list of sponsors so uh good <laughs> anyway um the next thing happens to, to my knowledge is that money penny gets bond out of bed and he's uh speaking uh french oh, yeah. which is danish uh, danish danish yeah or french yeah i thought it was german and then it's danish i'm like oh, okay yeah. He does speak German later on in the film, which is um, yeah. really cursed. But anyway, um, and then like, uh, yeah, 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 and then M like spars with the Admiral again, which she's got mm. quite a funny line because he's like, he's like, yeah, this guy wants to start. Oh yeah. yeah, he's like, oh yeah, well, yeah, pardon me, M, but I think you don't have the balls for this. And then like, she's like, well, you know, maybe not, but they still have to think with them all the time. <laughs> what a great just, comment. Can you imagine how long she's been waiting to say that to someone? Yeah, then? exactly. And the, uh, but I the only thing got... is, like, that is so... The funny thing about that line is it's so unrealistic that the general would say that to her in front of everyone. That's yeah. so ridiculous. But then the the reply is just so worth it. You're like, I, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think yeah, she... So I good. think I mean, this M is probably, for me at least, she has the funniest role she does in this film, for me. I think mm. she gets some funny moments, like yeah, "Don't ask, don't tell," and it's quite funny. Yeah, I don't that know. only works because of Judy Dench. I, 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 Samantha Bond is so uh, over the top. Yeah, no, she's just wooden. I just don't. I don't. She no. doesn't convince me at all as as Money Penny. I mean, that's more on her. Really. Yeah, it's not like a... yeah, exactly. That's that's. I mean, Judy Dench obviously pulls it off every time, but. Uh, Samantha Bond for me just n- never ever moves me at all in any sort yeah, of way. Yeah, because like so, the thing is with yeah. Samantha Bond's Money Penny is like Money Penny and Bond, if they're like sparring, it's got to be like sort of there has to be some sort of banter to it in a way. It's not like with them, Bans- it just feels like oh, I just I actually hate you, and it's just like all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it's like, banter, like, right? Like it's got it's like flan- flirting and banter. You know, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the um, what's called what's appropriate in the workplace mean. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> So then you get like the car brief, like where like M and Bond are just like, oh no, sorry, yeah, yeah, where they're, where they're just like, oh well, you know, here's a lot of exposition, and uh, yeah, you need to yeah, also yeah. talk to Paris, and then oh uh, yeah, and then you can uh, remind her who you are, and then because uh, because uh, he had a previous relationship, and be like, oh, then pump her for information, then uh, Samantha Bond is in, yeah. To, uh, Nailed the, the, way. Pump, the the pump line, the punchline. That's the problem. Yeah, she she just takes it one line too far. The dialogue was good until then. She just kind of sours yeah. it, and you're oh, like, then oh. you'll have to decide how much pumping you got to. Yeah. By the way, about boy. Yeah. Paris Carver, she um, Terry Hatcher, who played her, and uh, I think she's really really good. Um, mm. she didn't she didn't like Pierce Brosnan, and they didn't get on oh. set much. And yeah, obviously it's a surprise because she actually she acts so well. But um, slap wasn't she, she actually <laughs> yeah she didn't um, actually wasn't so hot on this particular role. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason she did it actually is because her her then her late husband basically wanted to be a Bond actor, and oh. like always wanted to. And I think like she like promised him or something before he died that she would be a bond girl because he wouldn't be able to be a bond and then like so yeah so that's she went into this film that's how that's why she went for this role and i i really like her for that actually it's really i know it's just like such a cool story well 
in a way. For well, Paris. yeah, I, I really, really want to talk about Paris Carver. I think but she's we, kind of there, like... There's just one thing that comes oh, before yeah. this, because there's an insert scene before Bond actually goes to pass to meet her. Mm -hmm. uh, Bond goes to the uh, automobile uh, oh. shop, and oh. uh, he speaks a bit of German, and he's like, oh, yeah, just uh, let my assistant uh, speak with you. And then Q goes through uh, what kind of insurance Bond will need on his car, yeah. which is so funny just this like, is the best probably i mean q and bond have had some great dialogue over the decades but i think this is right up there with the best yeah it's like because, oh yeah, yeah. bodily uh, damage yeah i hope not you know and all that sort yeah of, like usual um, oh that covers the usual wear and tear you know <laughs> it's like anything else like yeah anything else i need protection from only from yeah. the 007 if you don't bring the car back which you never in do pristine order <laughs> exactly and he's like you know i have no interest in your sordid affairs you know like <laughs> sordid escapades that's right escapades yeah like <laughs> sordid escapades. yeah, yeah, yeah. as so well good, there was a there's you know how the uh <laughs> they show like the crate where the car is in and yeah. then, like shows them yeah oh yeah you can drive with your phone captain scarlet yeah, there's a crate next to it, yeah. Um, which, there's a deleted scene of it, like, opening, and there's a Jaguar inside, like, a, the animal. And then it'd be like, oh, yeah, we've got Ooh. a mix-up here. But then they decided not to go with it. Yeah, good thing they cut that out of being silly. You can still see it in the back, though. But um, um, yeah, what is Q wearing as well, man? He's wearing, like, the most bright red blaze I've ever seen, man. He looks like a like a traffic light or something. He looks man. like yeah. airport stuff or something, which yeah, is what yeah, they yeah. were wearing. yeah. But anyway, yeah, but, uh, I think I, I mean the 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 brief. I mean the uh, the gadget, like the phone, and, um, and obviously Sony Ericsson, which is so like of its time. Yeah, and then I mean the car itself. I mean it's it's, it's just another most, BMW. One of the most bland Bond cars we've ever had. Yeah, um, but the way they use it is amazing, oh, man. Yeah. And I love the that Bond picks up changed. straight, you know, he's obviously struggling with the tech a bit and then Bond picks up, he's straight away. And it's so, I don't know. I've always, I always watched that scene. I'm like, well, could he do that? It's like, well, he is Bond, you know, like, <laughs> why I not? Love, I love the scene where, I love the bit where he opens the car door and he hears the automated voice. Kind oh, yeah, of. Yeah, it's yeah, like, oh, I think yeah. we've met. And then, yeah, uh, it's just like, I'm in queues. Like, I don't need to hear how many people you've banged yeah. in the office, Bond, you know, like. Say it, Henry. Say the line. Sordid escapades. I'm not interested in your sordid escapades. No, uh, I'm, all, I'm always uh, the only part of this scene which kind of unsettles me is how close he comes to like killing Q. Basically, I'm like, I'm always a little bit uneasy about that, you know. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, well, Bond is like probably like suicidal anyway with his job, so he probably doesn't care. But anyway, so what were you trying to say about Paris Carver? Now that we're in well, jail, yeah. Well, now, uh, Bond well, we're done with Q time. because this is the last time we see Q in this film. So let's, you yeah. know, it's yeah, great. So, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bond pops down to this uh, epic party, <clears throat> wicked yeah. party you could call wicked it. Wicked party, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Meets, yeah, Paris Carver, Elliot Carver, Way Paris Carver is looking ten out of ten at this party, man. And um, <laughs> what? Well, aside from that, obviously, um, she's just—it's uh, so such an interesting uh, path that they decides to go down with Bond and his, you know, female whatever bond girl right so like because it's always you know something very unrealistic and it's like oh okay you know here we go again in this case they've like and this is the only time they've ever done this in a bond film it's really interesting that how they went about doing it yeah, what happens afterwards yeah yeah it's like oh shit so this is bond's ex and you're like wow you know and yeah, um 
and it's really, really, I, I, I just really like how much depth that gives his, you know, his character. It's, it's so uh, interesting just to see, yeah, the past catching up with him for once, and, um, yeah. and how, how he has to deal with that. Very, very, uh, it's just great. It adds so much complexity to, to his character. You know, I mean, yeah, you've had like references to his, his late wife and stuff, but obviously that's kind of worn a bit thin by now. So you're like, <laughs> okay. What can we do now? And to have Bond's ex, and he's very, what I really like is Bond is very reluctant to actually, to follow through with this. And he doesn't, and he doesn't want to get her involved. I mean, he obviously sees her, but then he's like, I don't want to know anything like, you know, she only really ever incriminates herself. But he yeah, doesn't, I mean, obviously, because he's Bond, he's obviously like so attractive. He can't be, he's irresistible. But um, I just like the fact that he's, he's obviously very um, conflicted right. about, how to approach this and uh i mean eventually obviously it works out well for him mm. more or less but still it's uh it's still very like very intriguing character and and the actress terry uh terry hatcher fantastic yeah. i mean I think they really sell it for me both of them Piss i've heard some me. i've heard someone say that that should have been one of the bond girls from a previous film like natalia or something oh. but mm. the thing is is that they brought up Natalia specifically, but I think if she, I think that would have, that's completely missing the fact that Natalia is basically like immune to death at this point or something. Yeah, so, so I don't yeah that would have been far would've... too distracting as well. I mean, yeah. they missed the opportunity with that, with Triple um, X. I can't remember. She was supposed to oh, be, yeah, 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 a view to a kill. Paul that was Minerva, the chance, yeah. but they didn't do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you get, you know, Daniel Craig's here of Vesper about four times. So nice to know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Bond also gets carted off at some point to get beaten the shit out of behind the scenes. No, no, no. There's a really funny line where it's like, oh yeah, um, which I quite like is is just how awkward it is, but the actors play it off so well. Um, mm. It's like when Wei Lin and Elliot Carver are being introduced to each other, and then he's like, perhaps I should put you in my Beijing bureau, and he's like. Mr. Carver, you don't have a bureau in Beijing, and he's like, "Call me Elliot." And it's just like, I don't know. I just find that so f- amusing. That is quite funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love how obvious Bond is. He doesn't give a fuck, man. He just yeah, walks in there and he's like, "Oh him. yeah, I'm um a banker." <laughs> you know, like just yeah, basing yeah. himself. Yeah, out and he's like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. so well, uh, yeah." And I feel totally lost at sea, and you know, <laughs> all this shit. It's so it's funny, drift. Man. Just antagonizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, uh, yeah, he goes on like, oh yeah, you could do uh, all sorts of things, like send a British ship, of course, and shoot down Chinese planes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I, it's kind of just crossed my mind. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's just crossed my mind with all the, you know, because when Bond, whenever Bond goes and does this, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, well, that would never happen. But actually, it it probably would because he's just trying to pr- provoke a response. Because if Elliot Carver's innocent, nothing's going to happen. It's like he's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? But then, obviously, he's, he does enough, and Eddie Carver reacts by having him, yeah. like, having seven yeah. shades of shit kicked out of him. So it's like, okay, there is something afoot, you know, basically. So, yeah, uh, that's... And so it's kind of like, okay, yeah, because he's just trying to provoke a reaction. That's why Bond does yeah. that shit all the time, you know, Sinjin Smythe and all of that shit. True, you know? true. Oh, yeah. To but different extents, obviously. Yeah, but it, still. it never works in The Beautiful Kill, but still. Yeah. I love as well... What about fishing? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) It's the fact um, as well. Where are your bombs, mate? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the fight starts. I mean, I mean, he's getting beaten up, but then like 
it all starts like uh, like the classic thing where like the Henry, wait, sorry, but have you seen play. Henry? You know the Peep Show episode where Mark goes and like antagonizes Jeff. He's like, yeah. I had a real good shag last night with your yeah. mum. It's, it's like Bond is basically doing that with the villains, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like the one where, like, oh, he moves his head out of the way so the villain punches the guy who's holding him, and then it all starts. And yeah. uh, there's quite. That's a very of... clever though, because that's exactly what I would do in a torture in a torture situation. I would like, I would act like a complete wimp. I would be like, because what's the point in like doubling down and like, yeah, you can't crack me. You know, they're just gonna like hurt you more. Yeah, so yeah. like so, you just you go down like a rag doll, you know, like a sack of potatoes, and then when they're least expecting it, you just summon all of your strength, and then you know yeah, yeah. they won't. Right. You know that's exactly what I would do. So to any like, potential kidnappers though, out there, you know, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is that I, that I didn't get as well. It's like this fight is all right. He like beats someone over their head with like I don't know a cig a glass cigarette. Uh, it's like yeah. a, it's not yeah i'm wondering what that is it's because it's in a recording studio so i'm thinking is that piece of music technology but it's not it's just like this giant glass ashtray it's like yeah. fuck man and he's going over the, a bald guy's head as well which is quite satisfying to <laughs> yeah but the thing is as well like that one of the guys like one of the guys literally it's not like he's bond dodges him or any dodges him to make him hit his mate he just, just gets out of bat and just whacks his mate around the back with it <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's like, a little bit silly it, it's reminiscent actually very reminiscent of um that little fight in the man with the golden gun in fact it almost looks like the same axes isn't it that, the bald the big bald one you know oh yeah, yeah maybe but still but uh but yeah I, I, it kind of annoyed me that he, that didn't knock him out cold he just goes oh you know like yeah. Is your your skull's that thick? Is it like I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it is, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as well. But but then like uh, Bond says to screw over Carver by uh, mm. interrupting him mid speech, but just turning everything off. You know, rip a few wires well, out. You that's know. the kind of little bit unsatisfying. Like he didn't actually. He kind of turned it off right at the end of the speech. And I'm sure they could have. I bet they were tempted to like have a more amusing you know, pay off to that, but, you know, it worked, didn't it, so... Yeah, it like, cuts him off for, like, the worst spot, but still. Yeah, and then, like, he starts, like, raging as well, he's like, oh, why yeah. are we off the air? He's like, oh, I don't know, it's like, yeah, well, you're fired, you know, immediately, like, for no reason, like... Do you know what's funny? That's exact. I mean, I know quite a bit about Steve Jobs, because I read his autobiography, but, um, no, his biography, sorry, but, um, he he used to do that kind of shit as well, he'd just fire people on the spot just because he was so, like, pissed off, you know, so that's actually... I don't know if that's a little nod again, but yeah. Yeah, well, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to be like a rare thing in the business world. But anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, after this, yeah, like, uh, what was it? Carver meet, uh, talks to Paris and is like, yeah, oh, oh yeah. so you don't know Bond uh, or some shit. And uh, then basically sends her off to get information out of him, even though he knows that she won't. Just so he can um, frame yeah. Bond for killing her. Yeah. And um, the thing is, this is a good scene with like, especially I like how it's set up with like Pierce Brosnan, just like, you know, he he's just like ch kind of he's 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 chilling in his chair, but he's not really chilling. He's oh just uh, of, no! Like, just before that it. though, like I think it's it's worth touching on Gupta, how he like. Oh yes. Yeah. It's effectively him who baits out Paris. He didn't have to do that. But you can tell he. I I feel like that's where the the true incel, true cell comes out, man. Because he's there and he's like, oh, hating all these couples and stuff, man. He's like, yeah, let's let's ruin this, man. Let's. Uh, oh yeah. And then when Elliot comes over to him, he's like, oh well, you know, 
Well, I did notice something actually. Yeah, if you just zoom in and turn this up right here, then yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think, I don't I don't think it's yeah. all that actually because I noticed like he um he basically like there's like a really massive hesitation he has before like telling I think that's just act, he, I think he's playing no, 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 no. no cuz late later there's a, in fact I may as well say it now. Okay. You know you know why uh, how it actually shows why Stamper has the name Stamper. So oh, yeah. basically, later what, does he on, stamp on someone's head. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, basically, oh. later on the on the ship, uh, when, curb stomper when when Elliot when Elliot that, yeah. when Elliot when Elliot Carver's like, um, what the hell do I pay you for? Yeah, and like, there's a deleted scene which is just far too much where like Stamper mm-hmm. like rips him out of his chair, throws him on the ground, starts stamping on him, and starts. Ooh laughing like man, man oh, maniac and then like what's his name mr gupta's just there in the background like there's literally a close-up on him and he's just his face is just like what on earth have i gotten into as that oh, really maybe, maybe oh, yeah, i wish they left that in yeah, like, there's right. like there's like a moment of like realization for him and he's just like yeah he's like creeped out by it and oh. then I and it's, it's like in you know in Drive, you know, when he's like Ryan Gosling's like stamping on that guy's yeah, head, get yeah, like a little flash of it, like oh, I bet it was like that. Oh. And I think I think really I don't know that probably makes him one of the, probably the most. I know it's not much competition, but probably the most humane villain in this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, humane in this. In his, yeah, in any covers entourage, yeah, he might be. But yeah. what I what I would well actually yeah that plays into his persona very well because right at the beginning of the film they're like yeah well he's he was just like a hacker and now he's he sells his politics and it's like yeah that's exactly what you do wouldn't it and um i think it's also worth just on a final like adding to this steve jobs law the fact that you know gut is like a a clone of like steve wozniak as well man which is like really funny man look looks the same has the same kind of relationship like same role in it's as, as you know steve jobs and steve wozniak had so I don't know if you you've seen a picture of Wozniak, but man, <laughs> they're re- it's like very obvious, you know. When you he reminds when you me, he reminds me a little bit of Boris actually uh, from Goldeneye, because um, he yeah, he, he serves a similar in a v- role, but... very mm, similar capacity. Yeah. Well, yeah. just as well, my my final thing to say about Gupta here is like I, I love the line where he's like, oh, well, you know. So I found Bond's history as a banker. You know, he's oh, yeah. done everything perfectly, crossed every T, dotted every I, and he's like. So then Carver's like, yeah, what does that mean? Government agent, you know? <laughs> like, because yeah. like, no one's... Never been late for work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all yeah, that sort of thing. It's like the easiest thing to make. But anyway... Um, right, I mean, so yeah, then Bond is, uh, yeah, chilling in his... Yeah, you know, quote-unquote chilling. He's like exhausted chilling, that sort of He's thing. He's looking very, you know... Looking very good, to be fair, as well. <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah, he's got... He's I mean, like, he's just been... He, I mean, because he's like... You know, you see him, he's like, you know, dressed to the 11s with his tuxedo once again. And then, oh, yeah, and they do it again, man. They do it again when, you know, he says Bond, James Bond. And the jazz music stops, you know, for him to say that. I'm like, I mean, it's, it wasn't so extreme as in Goldeneye, but it's still like, come on, man, you know. I think this is the part where the soundtrack is like, at it's kind of, it's not that the music itself is bad, it's the way it's used. Because like, him and Carver are having, well, him and Paris, I should say having a like you know quite a like heartfelt scene and you know it's like the music is is way too loud in this and it's like oh this by the way audience this is how you should feel if you can't tell you know it's just like you know just either have it quieter or just like tone it down in a different way 
Um, but yeah, we see we see a Piers Brosnan. He's like you know a little bit. Um, I don't know if defrocked is the right word, but he's there. He's kind of you know he's you know his top two buttons are undone. It's like when you get home from school, you know, you're just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's the exact thing that people do. Yeah. Yeah, a glass of uh, fruit shoot instead of cognac. Vodka, yeah. <laughs> Complete with the alcohol, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Shot yeah. Mark, yes. So, yeah, she's like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to die probably. By the way, here's the next plot point for you because I know <laughs> this. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to leave. And, it's still uh, like, I do like it, though. It's still like, I mean, of all the needless Bond sex scenes, it's probably like the most believable and intimate and you're like oh yeah okay that's cool yeah, apart from obviously dying a rig but still yeah and, and the music actually, is like, really good in that a mm-hmm. somewhat um yeah and it's somewhat plot relevant so oh well, it is of course and what i like again is this is where pierce brosnan's acting really comes into play you can he you know he is you can see like he there is an inner conflict in there where he's like you know i don't want to get involved in this but it's kind of too late for that now and she's you know pretty you know it's like xx you know so it's like yeah all right let's you know fuck it let's whatever it's my life now so you know yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean so this ends up going to the next scene which is just like he goes to this place where she was talking about which is like some Ooh. sort of and uh, sorry one like, more thing because she even says at the end her like last line is um you know oh your your job it's murder on relationships and he's like yeah <laughs> and obviously what yeah. ensues yeah, confirms yeah exactly possible, yeah so he goes to like some German printing works in Hamburg because that's where Carver's based apparently, um, and he has this like satellite sort of lab underneath it, and uh, you get uh, Gupta saying, "By the way, guys, this satellite's very valuable; it's worth three hundred million, so no one break it." And um, then Bond yeah. does a bit of spy work and uh, steals the encoder on top of the lab. Oh yeah! By the way, um, I mean actually, I'll point it out later, but I did want to add. Uh, uh, Henry obviously is someone who, you know, knows more than one language. In the, in, wow. the, in your case, German. Yeah, because like for an English person, that's very like strange. Um, how did you feel like in terms of Bond being in Germany post Berlin Wall? You know, that's pretty big, right? I suppose. Well, I mean, this is in Hamburg anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered if the wall was down or not. So but still, it, it's just kind of like the thing is, I mean, I guess this is the case of Germany anyway. In this, it's maybe why it feels a bit generic, because Germany, I mean, maybe it's the place they picked in general. It just feels kind of like very, like, sterile. Like It's very it, drab and grey. It's just like London, actually. Yeah, just like his car as well. I mean, it's... <laughs> well, it, well, it is so. on, like, the same latitude, so they do have similar weather, London. And in Paris, fairness, it is, that is what Germany is like, so it's yeah, not... It's that's why not many Bond films take place there, but yeah. At least yeah. they have, like, good skiing stuff in the south. And... Yeah, true, as we'll find out, Inspector. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, that's in Austria, but still, just get to reference that again. Anyway, so, yeah, Bond gets the little red box uh, filled with uh, also Gupta's, you know, porn stash, so... He oh, also, yeah, bumps uh, into Waylin on the, on the way there yeah, as well. Yeah, and uh, he just pushes over the satellite just for that satisfying uh, destruction of a uh, lot of money. Oh yeah, and, uh, was it? Uh, nice. No, yeah, actually, and as well, uh, I, I like that you've got. I mean, no, I don't like this bit. This is probably the only bit where I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, because obviously Bond and Wei Lin are there, right? And Bond's obviously drawing all the fire, but Wei Lin yeah. is like, yeah, she's Walking being like, down, um, like being like sort of you know shooting. nifty and like she's got her own gadgets and stuff. But I just 
the really ridiculous moment for me is when she's walking down the hill, walking down the thing like like she's strolling through the park just like waving like none of the no one sees her at all apart from bond it's like i know he's drawing the fire but still it's like really ridiculous yeah, I, the, the only thing that's good about it i think is like uh Brosnan's reaction he's just kind of like mm, that's like good. he's just pissed he, even he can't believe it you know like <laughs> so oh, i should have done that <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like oh can't you give me something like that yeah. But I mean, he does give me uh, uh, a gadget, which is like um, something similar to that at some point. But anyway, I well, he gives him the belt, doesn't he? Golden Eyes, kind of similar, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like Waylon just nicked that or something. But anyway, oh yeah, actually, anyway, can make a joke about Chinese technology. But anyway, um, so he he escapes, later, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, but before he escapes, doesn't doesn't he have like a fight in the in the press yeah, yeah, he does. printing press? Ah. Oh. That's man, so cool, man. That, it's that so creative. Cool. Yeah, that reminds me a bit of Temple of Doom when the guy gets like, because of the way that. Uh, oh, yeah, that's gets, true. You know, well, I just, I, I really that. admire and respect how creative that is. I think what really stands out in Tomorrow Never Dies is the creativity in the fight and action scenes in general. Like, because they're usually set in pretty unremarkable, you know, surroundings. Mm. Like, you know, the car chase that is in the in the actual car park. And then this is like in a printing press, and it's like, oh well, actually, what can we, what can we? You can imagine the, you know, the set design and the director stood there, like, what can we do here? You know, sort of looking yeah, around. Yeah, I do like it. To be what fair. kind of puns can we come up with here? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. So he chucks the guy in, like, it starts. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite one-liners, like, man. Oh, you know, they'll print anything these days. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and the thing is, as well, I, I mean, obviously they're armed guards. But this guy's like dressed up like one of the regular employees. So is he like really going for that bonus? You know, just might be like... the chief editor. You know, he's like, you know, don't yeah, fuck it, my exactly, papers. Like, if I was in this situation and I was like, I'd be like, fuck this man. This is way above my pay grade. I just go home. You know. Yeah, you're not paid so... for this. <laughs> exactly. This guy's like. He gets laid out as well, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and then yeah, Bond manages to like. Yeah, he, he's protected by like these giant rolls of like I assume printing paper like that are just downstairs or something and like shoots across like the floor like a a pallet or, or something like that like like on wheels or something. Yeah, like, I think we have a bit of stormtrooper aiming this as well. Yeah, but, it's, it's basically just tobogganing in this. Very cool. Yeah, that's right. He got, he's sort of yeah on his belly with one of those things that goes yeah. under cars. You know, that's very cool. Yeah, and he um yeah he gets he gets back to his hotel room and he's like oh. Yeah, because he start he hears he's like, you know. Oh yeah. And he's like he starts hearing a news broadcast, which is like it's obviously not actually broadcast, but it's like oh yeah, uh, wife of uh, um, Elliot Carver, Paris Carver, found dead with an unidentified man uh, who appears to have shot himself. Uh, yeah. And uh, then Bond's like oh shit, because then he sees that she's dead, and then my f- everyone's favorite Doctor Kaufman turns up and uh, says ja and uh, zuh quite a few times just to make sure you know oh. he's German. And uh, presumably the actor himself wasn't German, was he? he well, let me have a look. Uh, it's like, well, it's like, I'm going to have a look while Tom. I'm going to let's let Tom go like, on. It's like the German equivalent of saying it's Tuesday in it, like in that really exact <laughs> Yeah, literally, yeah. Least oh. convincing Bond out villain ever, man. So funny, but <laughs> it's, it's funny but bad, like this character like we had this book when we were younger because we always liked james bond and it had like every section or whatever in in a kind of thick catalog almost and it had a section for every character every gadget and like 
villains or whatever. Talked about the essential bond here. Oh, yeah. Show it. I think it's kind of fucked up. The there actor is, is a chap is. called Vincent. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Schiavelli. Schiavelli. German. Yeah, he appears to be like an American Italian. So, you know, and that adds up. This book, was, this, this book was yeah, like, literally, yeah, literally. This book was like um, just hyping up Doctor Kaufman, like he was the most like, apex character slash villain ever. Like, yeah, uh, and he was like, he, he almost got like a double page spread, didn't he? If I remember, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, the he got, uh, he this got, is like, like his Brosnan's equivalent of like Charles Gray's like two minute part in You Only Live Twice. Yeah, yeah he got yeah, like. Exactly. He got. He's like, oh, he gets to deliver this best line of the film, and like, he does all this and this, and then like when like, I actually watched it, by one of the when I when I watched it for the first time, I was like, wow, like I felt so betrayed by that book. Like he, it did that with that character, and it did that with uh, Karen Bay, and I was like, well, at least oh, Karen Bay had had multiple scenes, and like and Mr. Henderson, with, yeah, a little bit. What was he supposed to like? What was his like amazing line that he delivered? He's like, oh, it was quite funny. He's like, oh yeah, because his whole thing is he's supposed to be able to make a lot of things look like you know suicides or like yeah. He made, he's, made he's just of- watched a lot of CSI, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, my favorite is the uh, uh, celebrity. Celebrity overdose. I listen to uh, every uh, all, all of the the the, the 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 true crime podcasts. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so terrible. Yeah, and at the same time, it's <laughs> so embarrassing. Just... Like he gets killed in the scene he's introduced in. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like no villains that. Are you complaining, Tom? Did you want another scene with him? Yeah, anymore? exactly. Yeah, he comes <laughs> I back. Know, I wanted to, after all that reading and all, after all that waiting to watch tomorrow never does. <laughs> I wanted like a little bit more payoff than that. Like, yeah, yeah but he gets to, he gets dispatched with a quite a good one liner, but still, yeah, oh, it's a great he... one liner. Yes, yeah, so am I. Bang. Yeah, yeah he's just good like. Line. oh, I just a professional doing a job because like he 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 can't get into the his goons can't get into the car and he's like oh well this is fucked up uh uh by the way bond do you have any way to get into this car he's like yeah take my phone that's not laden with twenty thousand. yeah uh, i do it yeah yeah he's like oh yeah just uh push that combination on there yeah you'll you'll <laughs> yeah. just get in just um, uh point the top towards here would you as well yeah, that's, that'll yeah, make yeah. it better like, reception like, yeah like a, and he's like a proper boomer, man. He never holds a phone for. He's like holding it the wrong way around, and it pops out. And he's like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's easy. Zap Bond, you know. Actually, come to think of it, so yeah, yeah. He, and he's he's trying to like grab sympathy after like brutally torturing yeah. his yeah, ex yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you're joking. So I am just a professional trying to do a job. The only kind of semi-amusing thing he does is when Stamper calls him. He's like, yeah, you can't kill him yet. We need to find out where this thing is. So yeah. Yeah, he's like, and he's I'm, like, oh, this is, oh yes, uh, I'm uh, totally the German, and uh, oh, I, this is so embarrassing. I, yeah, you know, like, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm so glad he gets he gets killed so quickly. Like, yeah, like, kill him off. I think you're right so though. Cool. Stamp would have been way better. If it, I mean, you need the payoff of the gadget, but other than that, it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, true. It would have been even better to start with Stamp as being a guy who like survives that shock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he totally. <laughs> oh man but then that that's all forgotten quite quickly because then we get into i think a pretty good car chase at least this is one of my favorite car chases actually but it's still only probably the second best pierce brosnan car chase yeah it's not but, yeah uh, it's, this is like a, a classic uh, like the staple of tomorrow never dies it's not the best oh, but it's still good 
It's brilliant. No, I, I really think this is uh, it's the soundtrack that goes. It's with so the sound, everything, the action. I, I think Pierce Brosnan, you can tell he's having a great time. You know when he's in the back of the car, and I yeah, think he's he, just like oh, he, he, when he reinflates the tires, and he's like, ah, oh, he's loving it, man. He's like having a great time. Yeah, like, they've, I, got, they've got everything on this car. They drop tax. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, man. They've it's, got the most. They throw this... absolutely everything they can at this car, and he's like, you know outdoing it all it's brilliant man yeah the only got... bit which is a little bit faintly ridiculous is when you know the rocket launcher like goes through the hole in the window yeah, it's the most ridiculous but it's like they've got this like wire strung up like tungsten yeah. or whatever and he's oh yeah he has randomly put in a thing which just cuts wire at the right the right height yeah. and i'm like yeah that's really? a bit convenient but yeah yeah i don't Fair. know but still Everything else. Also, how he jumps into the car just through the back window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to as have well. very good accuracy for that, but, you know, fair enough. Oh, it, it was funny as well, the way he, like, uh, dispatches of it, too. The fact that he's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, he, he gets it. He drives it off the roof of the car park back into the also shot. Bond, like, could have killed, like, a good 20 yeah, people doing definitely. that as well. But well, he car salesman, he... is that really the biggest loss? I don't know. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have to do yeah, that. Like working in there, gets like you know, fucking flattened. Yeah, he did. He definitely. Uh, there's also did, I just, just there's like a henchman that like cartwheels out the way as well of the guy. I'm like that was a bit silly, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He, <laughs> he, he activates the self destruct after it stopped or something, you know, just for a bit more carnage. Yeah. But anyway, I mean. Anyway, it's still a very very cool scene. It's like a self contained action scene. I'm like, yeah, this is this is always it's always good to watch, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I mean. If we've got nothing else to say about it, I mean, I can't really think of much. They, the next thing that happens is like he meets Jack, Jack Wade from the previous film, and he drops off the encoder oh, yeah. to the Americas. And he's in his uh, always oh, military uniform. Wow. Because yeah, that's yeah. Uh, he's in his navy. Everyone cares uniform. about that, don't they? I think yeah. Jack Wade's much better in this film, by the way. He gets, yeah, like, I thought he's much better dressed. I was like, <laughs> no, he, he has like. A... Did you notice there's a moment where, where Bond actually like sort of looks at his, like the way he's dressed, he's kind of judging him, man. Did you notice that? There's a very <laughs> subtle little <laughs> look there where it's like, hmm, you know, like looking Why at his. Dress? White he's got like a bucket hat on, like some Hawaiian. I think they're just somewhere. making fun of the Americans, like having. <laughs> this is like, like this is almost too much, but like, yeah, I, like, he, he does have a good line though when he's like, "Sounds like my first marriage." When he's talking about oxygen asphyxiation or something, it's that a reference to Zenia on the top. I don't know. I thought about that. Mm, yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not. But yeah. But then, uh, yeah, yeah, they have like a bit more exposition to be like, oh. uh Oh, it's also the 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 the, the payoff of the joke at the start where M's like, oh yeah, will the Americans be more sad that they lost or that we found it in, in terms of their encoding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, how does he know this? Or how did he how did you find this as well? Just I mean, like, this oh, is all exposition. This bit, isn't yeah. It? He's like, just yeah. like, oh yeah, these two circles should line up. Oh, what happened? Oh, they changed the GPS signal and sent it off course. Oh, just Bob... like a magnet next to a compass. Exactly. Oh, so that <laughs> means that uh, if you line these up, we can go find the ship. And he does because he does uh, the halo jump. Which is... Hey, I must say that halo jump is so impressive, man. Like, mm. it unfortunately it's very hard to ca actually, you know, there's no such camera that can capture an entire halo jump, unfortunately. And what, what, what I mean, what's the difference between a halo jump and a base jump? If, if I anyone... think halo jump is might. I'm just guessing more or less. Because halo is like, like high altitude. I think it's, I think it's from um, a plate oh, maybe or something that's moving in a base jump might be just from a really high like point. Yeah, because halo stands for high altitude, low open, I think. And then base is something I'm not sure. But 
Because I, I know, like, you know, crazy millionaires, they do, like, base jumping because it gives them, like, a you know, that adrenaline kick. Um, it's like an extreme sport, right? But halo jumping is like a different kettle of fish as far yeah, as I'm Yeah, it's not like an extreme sport. It's just like you will possibly die, you know? Yeah. But uh, still, I mean, I think they did a really good job with actually doing that. I'm like, yeah, that, that was very cool. Like, they, they do enough, so it's like, yeah, I'm impressed by this, you know? Yeah. I mean... And and yeah. I do find it funny, like, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, hang on a minute, that's, those are Vietnamese waters, aren't they? Has he got anything American on him? Like, yeah, literally everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, if they find him, you know. Yeah, maybe it's better that... Anyway, so he basically, yeah, so this ends up serving so that he can go find the ship and do some investigating. He's like, oh, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, something has taken many... This missile supposedly took 50 turns inside the ship. Something's not quite right. Oh, and also one of the cruise missiles is missing, so uh, that's interesting. Um, and uh, he also meets Wei Lin during this too, um, in a great fake out where uh, she pulls a harpoon on him, oh, and yeah. he's just like, "Oh, actually, uh, I recognise you." Um, and then they they like have to dip from the place because it's like falling off an underwater cliff or something. So. Oh, worth mentioning, yeah. it's very current now. Um, Waylon, the actress, Mich- I think her name yeah, is Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh. Yeah, just won an Oscar. Right. So she's been, she's apparently been in everything. She even has a film that's supposedly like a meta parody, or so it's called, where it's called like every everything, everything everywhere at was. once. Yeah, yeah, that's what she won the Oscar for. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, still yet to see that, but I will want that at some point. They're so lucky to get out the ship, by the way. Like when. <laughs> I like, yeah, because it goes into the underwater trench and, like, they'd be so toast if that, like, if they didn't get out in time. And that, that was, there was a convenient air vent to go through as well. And they knew their way out in time and they got to the surface. Again, so. it's just yeah. another underwater scene, which I was just on my phone for, for most of it. So, yeah. <laughs> We need like, we need like, we need like a, like a, a Max Zorin convenient coincidence counter, you know, for these films. But anyway, yeah. And then they pop out. And then they get discovered by Vietnamese sailors, and then it turns out, oh, they've been taken over by Carver and his men anyway. So, I don't know what would have been worse to actually get caught by, to be honest. Um, That's yeah. grim, though. Like, he get like, you see the guy there, and he's just, like, chilling, and he's like, bring the bones. Like, and then you just see, like, the wife, a harpoon go straight through him, and then he just yeah, falls it's like, over. Someone's taken over the ship beforehand. They just be like, oh, yeah, you'd be the last guy to stand up, then we'll shoot you as soon as we think they might have seen you, so... Just to get that added fear factor in, but either way, they take him to uh, Carver's building in um, Hanoi or Ho Chi. Yeah, Hanoi, not in not in Saigon. That's the wrong, um, wrong half. But um, before he goes there, I think it's time ooh, to pay ooh. attention. Here we go. I want to play a game because I've devised a very interesting quiz for uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Right, 2-0, um, is it, from what I remember? Sorry. Well, we're not counting The Rock officially. Oh, right. so, yeah. oh, what, so it's only 1-0? It's 1-0. Yeah, oh, yeah, because it never seen it again. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Go on, um, so, the budget for this film. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what was it for GoldenEye again? It was like... 45 or something like that, wasn't it? Let me just get it quick. Do you want... You're okay with the uh, budget from previous film? Oh, you, what? You're going to tell us the budget from the previous film? 
you want to know it or you're you're both fine with that sure sure the sure thing let us know what it was it's 60 60 million dollars for uh 60 that. million dollars mr bond i what will go in that case mm, i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go with really tough. 70 70 million i'm gonna go a little bit hard i'm gonna go 75 final answer 70 million 75 million yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'll stay with mine. This is probably going to screw me over, but still. Indeed, it has because James is closer ever so yeah. slightly, but you're actually both off by a noticeable it amount. Billion. It was $111 million that this Yeah. Thing. My thinking was that Goldeneye did so well. They threw lots. Of... I was trying to think where did the budget go, but then you have the opening set piece, you have. You know, there is quite a lot of CGI as well, which, you know, cost a lot more to do back then. I mean, still does, but somehow, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, that adds up. And the helicopter stuff, you know, later. Big budget, yeah. big budget action film. 111 million. Wow. Yep. That's great. I mean, they start going up like a lot. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, no time to die is budget. <laughs> and that brings us to box office. What do you think it made? Yeah, quote on the previous film. Previous, it was 300 actually, billion, something like that, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take down the one for the last one because you actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I. No, it was like 300 million. Though. It was like crazy good. I'm gonna guess. Mm. I'm gonna go with 378 million on this one. <laughs> so specific. Oh, exactly. Mm, I'm gonna go. Ooh. I think my memory of Brosnan is what. But uh, box office is a bit. Better. Oh, this is really hard, man. You said three hundred seventy-eight. I'm gonna go four hundred million then. Oh, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, all right, four hundred. Three hundred seventy-eight and four hundred million respectively. Can I, can I change mine to three hundred eighty-five million? All right, you can change it. So that's your final answers then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Henry's actually close this time. Um, he it's actually a bit lower than that. It was $333,011,068. So, um, yeah, I was thinking like, because Goldeneye was so successful, I thought, yeah, everyone would have flocked to go and see. It. I mean, this that's still very successful, but yeah, I almost it, did this the, like, yeah, the Thunderball effect, you know. Like, I almost did yeah, like exactly. a double, I almost did like a double take when like James mentioned it's like 300 million. I was like, what did you look this <laughs> up? Um, um, all right, but. Right, the next well, question, yeah, one of how old was Elliot Carver when he went to work in Hong Kong? 12. 15. Um, no, but James is closer. Um, he was oh. 16 when oh. it went. By the way, that's meant to be like the easy question. <laughs> um, oh, so... great, I can't wait for the rest. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you could. He's going to ask us like the, what the entire line of numbers on the encoder was at some point. No, go on. Let's hear it. Go on. So, yeah, James is slightly closer. Um, all right. So, Doctor Kaufman, in his one scene, uh, claims among many things to be able to shoot Mister Bond from Stuttgart and still create the proper effect, uh, considering that they are in Hamburg. How far away would that be? This is so stacked in Henry's favour, man. I have no idea. I'm, to be fair, I'm exact, trying to... I don't even, even my football knowledge won't save me here, man. Stuttgart. Well, James, you might as well go for a guess. 
Why? Because I'll just latch on to whatever you say. You yeah, you should go first because you you know about Germany, man. I'm like I'm literally thinking about football clubs. I I like I think I, Hamburg's in the south, so I'm like I'm trying to remember where Stuttgart is specifically. Uh, you should I'm know gonna... this, man. You you look at like fifty. Gen- I'll I'll gen- help you. I'll help you out a little bit because I know the, impl- the, impl- the implication behind uh, that line is that he can shoot him from very far away. So really, oh thanks. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... are you looking for an answer in miles or kilometers? Yeah. Kilometers. Oh, um, ah, uh, damn. I have no idea. I'm gonna just go with. Uh, I mean, what's it? I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm gonna Germany's go. quite similar. Yeah, it's pretty big, isn't it? I'm gonna go oh, hundred kilometers. Yeah. Mm, I'm gonna go close to eight hundred or seven hundred kilometers. You want to revise those answers at all, or you're sticking with 100 uh, <laughs> 800 kilometers? Hamburg and Stuttgart. Um, all right, yeah, I I'm, had... going to go bit, I'm going to go a bit higher. Henry, you're saying 700. I'm going to go. Th- I'll go with. Oh, I'll stick Great with question. 150. I had 50. To... I'm going to say 500 then. I'm going to. Because like, um, I had. To, I know it like wasn't exactly fair, but I had to put one with Dr. Kaufman in the question. <laughs> but, um, yeah. James is actually closer really? after that revised answer. Man, he got, he got yeah. Hamburg in a complete wrong spot of Germany, but G- fair enough. G- oh, well, James, yeah. <laughs> James was initially going to lose because he only said 100 kilometers, but it's so actually what was it? 536 kilometers. So I knew that. Totally knew that. Didn't know yeah. Stuttgart was that close, but uh, well, it's like, well, it's not really close, man. When you think like London to Newcastle, no, London to Manchester is 100 miles, so you know that is really significant. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I know where places are in Germany. I just don't know like the scale. That's the thing. Like I was just basically going off my UK knowledge, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, if that's fifty, that's hundred. I'm like, all right. But then I don't know anything about. So you know, is that, is that uh, three one then? Yeah. That's um, so, no, no. That's like yeah, three one. Yeah, it's three. Oh, yeah, it's three one. Sorry, that's my fault. Yeah, um, you should be keeping track, man. Uh, three one. Um, all Stop right. So. <laughs> This is going to be a different question, but I thought this was just too funny to pass up. Uh, in Elliot Carver's Vietnam building, which Bond and Wai Lin travel into later, uh, they see a character named General Chang. How many other characters so far in the Bond series have been named Chang? And Two. which films were they Okay, Moonraker. Moonraker. And another one from The Man with the Golden Gun. That's it. No, there's, there's, that's not there's, quite. Ah, uh, yeah, there's a Chang, I think, in A View to a Kill. No, no. There's one, no. there's one more film. By the way, oh, I, it's I Goldfinger. Think... Is it? Well, no, I'm just saying it with confidence though, right? to try and like. <laughs> uh... By the way, you actually got a Chang I missed, so the, the number actually went up oh, a little bit. What, the one in Moonraker? The one with man, the gone guy completely forgot. Oh, okay. But there's there's yeah. one more. I can't believe it. I should I right, should get one the more win. Um, um, you only live twice. No. No. no there's no there's but... no Chinese and you only live twice. Um Shame. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I should know this because I always point them out, don't I? Um that, uh, maybe Oh oh Doctor No. He's supposed yep. to be Chang, yeah. Yep. That Who's is, Chang in Doctor No? That's, that's the one Bond that Doctor No 
barks at the end like Chang, what Chang, are you doing get over back there? To spot. Wow. So that's three in Doctor No, uh Moonraker and the Man of the Gone Gun. So that's three two. And two, now four. obviously tomorrow never dies. There's four yeah. Changs. Four. Yeah. That's insane. I thought that was a f- funny yeah. Um so Great right, question. question. Like <laughs> three two to James. Right. Um Elliot Carver towards the end of the film calls Bond his new anchor man. Yeah. And says uh, that he is currently on his way to the bottom of the South China Sea. Yeah. What is the maximum known depth of the South China Sea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Is this also in kilometers? No, in meters. Because oh, I can get a more specific answer. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with 8,600 meters. Love to see your reaction. Is that all? I'm going to go way more than that. I'm going to go 20,000. Um, okay, it's, it's, it's just, just 8,620,000. Yeah. yeah, um, okay, so yeah, Henry's actually closer. Just just a reference, James 12,000 is the maximum depth, roughly, of the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest point of all oceans. Um, so yeah, Whatever. uh, <laughs> that yeah, see, it... I've been listening to Tom over the years, yeah, that's actually, and then once again, we're in a it's actually... uh, you know where I got 20,000 from? I think you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all know. I um... think, um, yeah, it's actually 5,559 meters. So oh. that's still extremely deep. But yeah. uh, it's a bit deeper than the average swimming pool. That goes all to right. Henry. Well, then now it's 3 3. So yeah, three we, or... how does this keep happening, man? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's because we definitely orchestrate this 100%. Now, to really, I'm so glad it's 3 all now because now I get to push your memory to you the absolute worst question. Like, to the, say to the absolute, yeah, these get more insane as they go on. Right, um, go. <laughs> My memory's better than Henry's, barely. Yeah, so sure. I'm, I'm like, I've got like you know, early onset dementia, so you know. It's time to push your memory to the absolute limit because. Uh, this film, as with every other film until this, actually not every other film, but most other films until this point, was in the James Bond VHS collection trailer that we all saw as mm-hmm. children. How many times was Tomorrow Never Dies shown in that trailer? Ooh, oh, that was, they all question. showed like the Brosnan films and those on the most because everyone was like, I'm oh, going to go eight times. I'm going to go seven for James Bond number. Just to so. say, like, each time there's a cut in the trailer, if they're all together, I count that as one. Like, for a specific film. So, like, there's... I will say, there's one where it's like he's driving the car and then it cuts back to him on the touchpad and then... Wow, they... Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going right, to go... So each one, every cut counts as one. Not every yeah, I might cut. Go I'm going to go with... No, no, no. It's lower because I put the cuts together as one. If oh, okay, like then the I'll go with seven. And your final answer is eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that goes to Henry. No. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Ever so slightly. You were actually both off uh, by yeah. quite a bit. It was only I would have four. guessed 12. But they only it was, showed it, it was the entire only, time. It was only four times. So, um, oh, I really yeah. threw that way, man. I was threw one up. Fuck. That goes. That goes to. That goes to Henry. I. I. I don't know. Like that. That. Yeah. I love doing that quiz. So Some, that's something it. great, James. I can only. I can only do it for like that or Goldeneye, by the way. Which. Um, yeah. Because tomorrow never dies, and and I didn't have the quiz before, so. What I'll do is yeah. as well. I'll put if if anyone listening hasn't seen it, uh, I'll put a link to that in the description on YouTube. 
that's like literally my our childhood yeah. in like a minute and a half or however long it is oh it's brilliant it's like voiced by scott a guy with like one of those you know the most trusted accent in the uk is like the scottish like soft scottish one so it's like literally got that accent as well so good man oh it's it's a shame because i have like the the complete dvd collection one and it's like i mean we do you made a made a meme out of it and all with the uh no when he's one will never be enough (laughs) do you remember that Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Anyway. I do remember, I think, is that the one I bought, Henry, that um, DVD collection? And yeah, then yeah, there was, like, an extra slot for Skyfall, I think, which I bought and then added in. Spectre, I think. Was it Spectre? Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, as well, is, is like, I really hate the intro of that one. I just want to just get this out while I can. The fact that it's not the same as the previous, obviously, because it's not the VHS collection. But, like, yeah, it's, completely it's some, like, Americanized, like... The uh, James Bond DVD adventure, uh, and it's just like uh, so many expl. It's like feels like I'm having like a, like I'm getting brain damage watching it. But anyway, so that's license to quiz one all with the grand total stands up so far, and uh, yeah, totals. Stay tuned for next week. Uh, mm-hmm. One's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> convenient coincidence. This is Tom's turned license into, license to quiz into like a pub quiz, man. Turn it into <laughs> like psychological torture, man. Like yeah, me and Henry is like uh, now I'm realizing how lazy I was with the fucking with the quizzes, man. Tom's taking it to the next I level. Thought, I, I thought I was being cruel with those like chess questions. This is like going above. Yeah, no, nah, I respect that a lot. It's a good job. Yeah, man. yeah, true. That, that makes me fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, also uh, in terms of counting things, this is the second Freud reference that uh, Bond has made. Um, oh. Where he says that uh, Carver's developed an Oedipus complex. Anyway, yeah. so he goes to his uh, his his uh, building in uh, Hanoi, and mm. uh, with a giant poster of him on the front. Yeah. And uh, they yeah they bump past General Chang, and then Waylon's like, "Wow, that's General Chang," like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Anyway, and um, yeah, he he has like a little bit of. Um, a back and forth with Carver, who's like, oh yeah, uh, you know, Stamper can uh, torture you with these epic tools. Uh, one of Ooh, them, uh, that was really scary, man. Watching that as, yeah. a, as a kid, I was like, whoa, man. This just, it's very good, like implied violence, basically, where you just like, you yeah. know, just leaves it to your imagination. You're like, oh fuck, that's yeah, that's awful. Yeah, and then I realize <laughs> when he says, oh yeah, there are chakra points such as the uh, the heart or the genitals, and I'm like, which one of these, which one of these tools is uh, for that? <laughs> you know. I think because he, he there's like the hook one at the end. He's like, leave that for last. I, I reckon that goes in like the ball sack or something. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know? Oh, do you know what's funny, Henry? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a bonus episode for Patreon where like we review the chakra torture like expansion kit. <laughs> yeah, I think in Saw Six, um, Jigsaw actually says a similar thing because he goes. I think he says more than seven, but he says something like, "Oh, there are there seven are eight spots on the human body, arteries, yeah, whatever." That like it's different, so it's not quite torture. I mean, it is, but it's like that they'll they'll cause you to die rather than um. It's like the main arteries. But do, do either of you have any knowledge on where those seven like other than the heart and you know the genitals? Where where else that would <laughs> yeah, be? probably brain is back given the amount of probably like yeah. your funny bone maybe or like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, maybe maybe your kneecaps perhaps your big toe you know you stub it <laughs> what else yeah yeah your nose perhaps i don't know anyway 
Yeah, it would have been even funnier if Stanford was like just blacking out, no fucking clue what he was doing. Anyway, yeah, he just yeah, you can imagine him. He's like, okay, Bond's laid down on the table. He's like, bang, stab that in there. Yeah, like, I think I'm doing this right. I've watched Coffin do it. <laughs> Jam, you know, kills him in five minutes. Really, the really gets the nothing really, out of him. The really grim moment in that is like Reddy's like, Doctor Coffin's record was 52 hours. I'm hoping to break it, and it's like, yeah. Oh, could you yeah. imagine if like Doctor Kaufman said back? And yes, Mr. Bond, I kept someone alive for 52 hours, yeah. Maybe I keep you alive for longer. Maybe you kill yourself. Do you reckon he got that record on Paris or not? I hope not for her. No, 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 no. I think Paris is a quick job. Although, yeah, maybe... Yeah, she'd have been... I don't think she'd have... uh... Nah, I hope not. But well, uh, yeah, I mean that is pretty scary to think. Oh, Forty-two hours, fuck. Fifty, me, it's like, fifty-two, yeah, fifty-two, fifty-two. 52. Yeah. Hell, that's like what more than two days. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Two days, Jeremy. Two. I would I literally. I would just. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'd, I'd. I'd do what Bond does, which is escape. <laughs> Get the yeah, fuck yeah, out. Yeah, there. There's. There's. Um, there's a deleted scene as well where um what's where his, his heart is raised out no, no. his chest like no 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 when <laughs> where like when he's a, when the fight breaks up like the first one who comes to defend uh, Elliot Carver just before Stamper is gooped when he gets like oh, he really? gets like cards and starts throwing them at James Bond they start like, implanting themselves in like this metal Ooh. thing James Bond's holding yeah because you can't throw cards like I mean that, that's like a trick that some people can do where they're like I mean there's a, there's a deleted scene of like Gupta chucking like practicing it like he's throwing well, them into a board playing cards like, yeah, yeah playing cards like, like when like in the Batman animated series when like Joe has like razor sharp cards and throws them at Batman oh, it's just that's like, really cool and in I mean, if, Batman if, Begins where on a the Dark Knight when he's got the things in his yeah it's yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, but still, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of it is quite funny how they they escape out the um out the front and basically ride down the poster while like ripping it off. Like, oh yeah, that's so satisfying yeah. to watch. It's so it? like it's so great. I, that was a great idea by whoever yeah. thought of it. Um, it's quite and... scary, but you could see like again like the acting is great because they both look terrified. They're both screaming. Yeah, like, they have to hope that the what? bot poster. Yeah, literally, them. man. Like, and you and again, it is one of those moments where you're like. Like, are they gonna make it? Like, you like, what is about to happen, man? So, yeah, and uh, like... Bond, rare occurrence of Bond wearing plimsolls. So, you know, that's always fun, <laughs> it? <laughs> it's like when you notice the footwear in Spectre, I can't unsee the fact that oh, like, don't go there, man. Socks or his shoes, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, there, if there was any character in the whole Bond series who would do that, it would be that Blofeld, like, no one else would have done well, it. Just to show you, this, this is the real way they demonstrate he's a psychopath. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Wait, Sparkling he, he goes... water as well, you know, and all that. <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot Ribena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My face. No one does that, surely. Man, Henry we and this, I do. We had this argument already before. But what? Anyway. <laughs> Who drinks hot Ribena? Me and Henry. I, yeah, we both do. We literally had this argument with you before. You've just forgotten. <laughs> it's it's not on a frequent basis. It's when you have like a sore throat sick. or something. A cold day, like. I mean, mulled wine is one thing, but hot Ribena is. Quite another man. What you add boiling water to it? Yeah. No. Well, you can heat it up or add boiling water. Wait, what did you like? Do you like pour pure Ibiza and then heat it up like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the syrup, like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just sugar rush, maxed out, man. Anyway, I'd I'd need that to stay awake some days. Um, what, the syrup or like just hot Ibiza. <laughs> 
of it. Anyway, hot beverages aside, they get into a bike chase, which I kind of hate because mm. Wei Lin has uh, apparently forgotten that Bond has the ability to turn his head. Um, so she's like, yeah, let me sit on the other side of this bike on your lap. Don't get any ideas. No, 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 that was okay. I thought it was way more ridiculous when he's like, you know, like when they're both driving it together. I, I, I yeah, really like... I don't even want to begin to think how actually actually possible that is with someone. I mean, maybe with someone you practice with, like, you know, the twins from Octopussy, maybe they could yeah. pull it off. But this is quite another thing, man. Like, two strangers managing to, like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, both. Uh, both pretty, like, I mean, in a, yeah. in a car park or an or a airport runway, maybe. But, like, in the tight streets Wait, of... I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure as well, like, in China, China they drive... Them. In, in China, they drive on the right side of the road as well. And in Britain, it's England, it's on the left. So they'd have been really conflicting on that as well. Yeah, so. true. I mean, there cool is bike, no, But then again, there are no lanes in Hanoi. It's just like, you know, survive the fittest. So it is a cool bike, though. And I, I did feel that was a little bit like Terminator 2 influence, maybe. But maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm reaching. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, who, who has the right of way in this country? It's just the strongest. But anyway, yeah. but I did like their link up because you know <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, don't get any ideas, and then it's like, you know, she's she's you know quite um, well, I mean, she's very capable, obviously, you know, she's like throwing them. Up. And Bond's like, oh, nice one, you know, like <laughs> I would have done that. Yeah, true. He has to. He, he can't help but be like, oh yeah, kind of respect. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. Um, yeah, they end up getting out of it. They they drive over like you know some rooftops and all that. Yeah, that's kind of where it started getting a bit like, oh, well, that's convenient, all these ramps, you know I mean? I guess well, that... Well, no, not really, because it kind of makes sense in a lot of these, yeah. like, uh, South Asian communities and even in parts of China where they would have, like, these sort of, like, several-story shanty towns. It makes sense just to have, like, communal areas and a roof so that you can just walk across be like, you know, yeah, you I suppose so. I suppose neighbor, so. You know. But, I mean, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to think last night how much, uh, or when I watched it, how, how much that bike would have weighed. Yeah, that's true. And with uh, two I, I, I mean, I, I'm not too sure. I know the average car is about two tons, so that bike with both of them on it got to be the best part of a ton, you know, going over, like, planks of wood. I'm really not convinced by that, but maybe, yeah. maybe, I mean, I don't who know. Knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but still, yeah, they take down a chopper, like, with a, what, a clothesline. So. Well, well, no, well, 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 not that quickly, because they first jump over the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which is a yeah. cool stunt. Um, I assume you both know how that was. I mean, it's like, you know, they just CG'd the propellers in, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a bit dramatic for really, like, you know, and unnecessary, because, I mean, I'd have just turned around and gone back the way I came, but, you know. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. And then, and then, obviously, they make the jump, and then they crash through the ceiling and then there's this like random girl having a shower which like the camera lingers on for way too long yeah she's just like oh yeah yeah exactly she's yeah, just, just like, your average okay. day with some crash life you know like and then yeah they and then they get i i don't know i think it's really cool when I, I, again i have no idea how realistic or feasible this is but when they use the chopper to actually like you know like fan the crowd effectively like and and you know basically such... get on stuck I've heard that that's not possible for a helicopter to fly at that angle. So it's not the first time or the last time Bond or something. I'll read this. Yeah, true. Certainly isn't. One thing thing that like kind of bothered me when I saw it this time was when they like destroy it and it goes into the building. You see like the dummies there. Like they just, it's like, it's like one like story and none of them would jump out. I know it's dummies, but like. 
Yeah, and the way the way it actually crashes into it's just like, oh, that looks a bit. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess <laughs> you know, look, they managed it in a view to a kill. You know, just do a long. Yeah, it looked way better in a view to kill. Though. This is I just guess... like it's literally just like doing this. It's like a fucking PowerPoint slideshow animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, it's like they've got crash a into building. You know, and like, like I guess screw those like ten or fifteen people who are living in that part of the building. It crashes right. to yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll just make another one next year. You know, like yeah. Anyway. Yeah, bomb so... ex- single-handedly accelerating the poverty in China. <laughs> great nice one mate i mean yeah then like the next i mean yeah not not much because they're still hanging it is cool to be fair how it eases the clothesline to like take down this helicopter i think that is still very cool yeah but still they have a sexy shower don't they yeah they get showered together yeah they say pass the soap you know so (laughs) yeah then she she handcuffs into yeah the the shower pipe so that she can like leave because she like picks the lock that uh, was very cool. I was like that. In fact, I think obviously we're going to nominate her. That's the Sigma moment for me where she's like, oh, thanks. But I work alone. Handcuffs him to a pipe, you know, just like completely. Leaves yeah, but then the he pipe. just rips the pipe out because it's like, you know. Yeah, like, she's I a think, super female. I think she just wants to get away, really, rather than just make sure he stays there. Yeah, she, she's probably got like. Oh, the, of course. Uh, she's probably seen the file on him and like his body count. And she's like, yeah. And, and he's, he's, she's obviously like, you know taking an opportunity to outsmart him as well, which, you know, is, is cool. She's great. And what I like is the very next scene is obviously she gets her own, like, action scene, which is really cool. I mean, this basically never happens in a Bond film, but uh, I think it's great. I mean, I, did, I probably didn't appreciate it so much when I was younger, but now I'm like, oh, this is really great. Probably because I've just watched all the John Wick films. And um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, man. She's, like, kicking ass, man. It's, like, really cool to see. Just beats the karate scene in The Man with the Golden Gun, perhaps? Um, Probably just edges it for me, yeah. So just a little bit. Yeah, barely. Yeah, but, at least she's uh, knowingly left Bond behind. Yeah, anyway. she's very, very cool in this scene. Like, you know, handling her own, that's important, obviously. Uh I mean Bond obviously comes in and like kind of saves a bit. What I don't understand about this scene though is like it's intercut with like scenes of James Bond walking in the street and like he just like beats up random people. Like there's one yeah. on the phone and he's like, oh, they just punches him and then like there's yeah, one yeah, like, he, like, like cigarette. And then he, he, like, does he does it he like, literally twice in this film. Like the same he has the same him. gimmick twice. Like a guy's looking for a cigarette lighter. And then he's like the first because right at the beginning he does it to that guy, right? And he's like filthy habit. And then this time he's like it's quite funny the way he does it, because he's like because that like is how you would trick, like, you if know, you're lighting like, someone else's cigarette, then he goes, bang, punch him in the face. But yeah, it's just like some random civilian. It's like you know, come no, on. It must be it must be some criminal he knows on the record. So yeah, what like essential? Well, how I essential? saw you steal that apple, bang. Yeah, yeah. how essential is like that? Like a film in Gotham to pulling off the mission, like just punching that one random person in the street. Like he's probably still angry know. from. He's probably still angry from. Um, you know, Wei Lin, like, chaining him to the pipe. He's like, yeah, yeah, true. takes out on this guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bond's so, anger like... management issues, bang. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one bangs a random guy on the street, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Feels better afterwards, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, when they meet up again, like, they still have a bit more, they have a bit more banter as well. I kind of like that Bond yeah. actually sets off like the dragon flamethrower as well. Like, yeah, it's because it's very reminiscent of like a Q kind of lab scene, but it's totally like turned on its head. Because what I like is the build up to it because she just starts moving these bikes, and you're like, oh, what's she doing that for? And then all of a sudden, I mean, it is pretty faintly ridiculous, but still, like, you know, the whole thing turns into like, you know, the Chinese intelligence headquarters. 
but yeah, there is a really just, funny line doors apparently but because obviously bond is like a cunning linguist he he knows basically you know half the languages on the world so far in, in the bond universe yeah but this one of the ones he doesn't though, know like is chinese uh, and i love that scene he just looks at the key because he's like okay he tries to take charge he's like all right i'll send the message you get the weapons ready and then he's like Oh, uh, yeah, you actually, get like a shot yeah. of the keyboard and he's just like... It's actually, <laughs> it's actually insane though, because <clears throat> in Chinese and also Japanese, because they also use similar characters for one of the alphabets. Yeah, like a billion um, characters. On they're like, screen. like how they fit down some that onto a keyboard is yeah. like insane. Like, um, and it's really interesting. I know, I know, like there'll probably be like one person who gets this. Like, Sorry, but I, I noticed, know, I noticed, I noticed on the numbers, like every single one apart from 10 was the exact same as the japanese kanji for it so i thought that was pretty cool actually so nice yeah i, I know i just liked it and it like it paid off by like under all those uh, <laughs> yeah, all that was the, satisfying yeah, pretty like when henry so. sees something in german or when i uh can read cyrillic sometimes <laughs> well Bet. Yeah, that's uh yeah so they end up just doing a bit of chatting and they're like oh well uh we need to find Carver's stealth boat, and um, they have uh, they have a bit where they go down to find a boat. Um, I mean, is there anything else to say about any of the gadgets in that spot? I mean, I like when he says, "Always been a fan of Charlie's technology." Yeah, it's so oh. on nodes and so like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. I, like I think Pierce Brosnan just has. I mean, we I criticized Goldeneye a lot last uh, well two weeks ago because of the the one liners and the writing wasn't that good. The writing in this is actually really pretty spot yeah. on i think there's there's not many lines where i'm like oh you know i was i think this is just like everything's pretty much spot yeah, on. i think i think yeah. as well with goldeneye for him as well it's like the the weight of the expectations yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. really showing and then in this he can relax a bit because it's like it's all right i haven't been fired i've still got the part you know so they, <laughs> yeah they, yeah they definitely, yeah, yeah i think that's yeah definitely apparent but uh yeah, I mean, he's just got his quips and stuff, and he finds, oh yeah, he finds a Walther, which he's like, oh, I asked Keith to get me this. <laughs> he also, yeah, that's quite he funny. also like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but like, he plays into a bit of the the uh, Chinese ripoff stereotype because he put he finds her gun and then like shows it. It's like copy of uh, Makrov, blah blah blah, which is like some Russian gun or whatever, and like um, and then later he's like. This looks familiar and pulls out a really similar looking watch to the one he had in Goldeneye. And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's Chinese like, knock and, then, yeah, yeah. and then she's like, we've had, we've made some improvements. And then it's like, yeah, this time yeah. it might just explode for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, like, catch oh, it wasn't, fire. yeah, Samsung's not actually, that's quite funny. Like, most if they did, where he's like, he, I mean, he's literally playing with fire at one moment as well. So that's, you know, yeah. a good little moment. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they find a boat which is not uh, Kroll's grandson, unfortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> um, like they, they make a joke about her not having a little red book, which is quite funny if you know yeah, that's good communist well. Chinese. Like, oh, yeah, corrupt Western, you know, decadent, decadent, decadent agent. I think that's yeah. such a great little back and forth, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's, and, like, and he's like, oh, well, you know, they, what do they say about China, uh, communists not knowing how to have fun and all that stuff? I think that's a really good bit of back and forth. It's very tasteful, I think. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're having, they're having a good sort of um, chemistry with each other in this. Yeah. And uh, then, you know. And what, sorry, and what's important to me is that it's not romantic either. I mean, there's a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of eyes and stuff, but it's very like kind of standoffish they're just like pro and actually bond is starts becoming a bit of a simp man because he's like oh yeah we'll, we'll do this together you know like oh you know. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah as well as um 
yeah, the thing is, they're like, they spend obviously some time passes. They're like, oh, this is the last cove, man. We need to yeah, find it's, this it's boat. So, that's oh, so, yeah. That's so oh, look, cliche. there it comes around the corner. Oh, you, isn't that convenient? You, that'd be so like bricking it, though, if you saw something like that turning. Ooh, yeah. But I bet Bond was, I bet, I wonder if Bond was secretly hoping, like, yeah, well, uh, you know, we can stay at her place tonight and then we can, you know, do this tomorrow. Yeah, he's not thinking about the mission at all, you know. He's yeah, 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 exactly. He's just like, oh. We're waiting for his chance, man. <laughs> and yeah, he's he, coming around and he's like, oh shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I was like, I was like playing too into stereotypes. Carver's massive boat is like cock blocking him, man. <laughs> he's just yeah. wishing that he was on like Mr. Scaramanga's like junk. Oh, yeah. Was... Wasn't there one like shot which looked, it looked yeah, exactly know, the same as those islands, right? It did. That must yeah. have been the same thing. Yeah, because it's still. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. It's like archive footage to me because it didn't quite fit with everything else. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is kind of comes up to the climax of the film where they find the boat mm. and they split. So Bond lays a landmine, I think, at some point, some sort of bomb on the ship. Or well, be a limpet mine, surely, if it's something like that. See. Yeah, for uh, those who have uh, seen previous Bond films, um, and uh, he manages to fake his death because stamp his stick. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie, man. That's so funny. Like, it's so, like, creative as well. Again, yeah, because he, like, like, holds out the corpse. He also is, like, <laughs> you know, shooting, uh, like... I, just, I like that shot of him, like, shooting backwards, like, with the, uh, whatever, UMP or yeah. whatever he's got on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like, you know, holds up a corpse to get shot and then drops it in the water. Yeah, it was great. And, and he fools fools Stamper as well. And then it, it has that great payoff. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But, you know, when... Because uh, Carver's like, oh, great, he's dead, you know, finally. And then he goes... Oh, well, you know, so much for German efficiency. Great, yes. great payoff, man. That's just the single, great. yeah, the single, uh, like, reason for him to be German in this, other than the <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, basically it boils down to Bond and Carver having this standoff where he has... Um, well, 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 not quite, because they capture Waylin first, and then yeah, she yeah. starts, like, kicking her, and then, and then Stamper, like, decides, <laughs> okay, how am I going to, like, you know... Totally not like you know, just like literally like smashes her head on the ceiling and then like yeah, you can't you calm down now. <laughs> yeah, because like, quite amazing. Um, and then yeah, Carver takes the Mickey out of her. Yeah, like, she's taking the Carver. Like he does what like a lot of people are probably thinking, just like taking the piss out of like the martial yeah, arts part. Because <laughs> like to if I mean I haven't studied them um, fully. So like Ooh, there's a line early as well, which makes Carver look like a real piece of shit, which is quite good. When he goes, Oh, Bond, you have um two possessions of mine, my red box and my wife, you know, like and it's just like the oh, fact okay. he referred to her as a possession. It's like, yeah, yeah no, okay, he, this guy's he literally, he literally says two items that belong to me. I mean like <laughs> Oh no, 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 he says two items in your possession. That's what he says. I think later when he says um you can't resist any woman yeah. in my possession, like and then I think before he says items, are, I might be wrong. But um, no, 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 you're right. He says items in your possession. This guy's bad. Yeah, yeah. He's anyway. just uh, and he's and he's so like, yeah, but yeah, he's just like oh you, yeah, you can't yeah. It's like well, it is quite funny as well that Stamper like yeah, because a lot of the time Bond sneaks into places he really shouldn't be able to. And then, like, he, he really, they actually addressed Yeah, like, there's a guy, like, slacking, slacking off, off, like, the security guard. <laughs> he's there, just, he's just like, like, he's tweeting instead of looking at his, doing his yeah, job. And, yeah, yeah. But this would be you in this situation, man. He, he's just like, what the hell do I pay you for, you know? And then, like, the guy yeah. presumably gets offed off screen by Stamper. Um, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, so this ends up culminating in a in a standoff because then he's like, oh, turns out Bond's not actually dead, and he's got um, Gupta at gunpoint while he is waiting oh, yeah. at gunpoint. Ooh. And uh, Carver is like, oh, is uh, everything set up by the way, Gupta? And he's like, oh, uh, and he's like, yeah, you just have to push the button. And he's like, well, too bad, I don't need you anymore. And then he just kills him. Yeah, anyway, that which was is brutal, cool. man. That was brutal. I'm like, wow, man. I and think again, that's... it just makes it, it's good because it just makes Elliot Carver into more of a piece of shit. You just you were just waiting for him to like you know exactly. meet like his maker. You've, you've outlived your uh, contract, and then like yeah. uh, I feel so I don't know. Like I think that's an, another reason why we should have had that earlier scene where he's like just has like a moment of realization. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's like a one henchman who's trying to like sneak up on Bonds, and he just shoots him in the middle of like Carver's speech. And he's like, yeah, yeah. sorry, tune out for a bit. Hmm. Uh, which is quite funny um, and he's like oh well you know well, Bond, I have a backup plan and was like oh yeah so do I and then sets off uh, whatever explosives he had earlier mm-hmm. um, which isn't uh, there a bit where Bond like walks around with two machine guns as well he um, has his machine gun and he has like the wolf of PPK with the man, uh, on it they should have just gone full Arnie man full Rambo and just having like yeah. two AKs man you know why not well, man while you're while at it, it while it's really entertaining I do think like it's a really massive departure from the, like the original character who's meant to be like yeah, just no, you're not spy work. Yeah, not he's, anyone can be an action hero like James Bond is James Bond and he like is supposed to do certain things. But like I think this action scene's really good nonetheless. And the thing is, I, I mean, I I somewhat agree with what you're saying. I understand what you mean, but of all the Bond actors. And particularly in his era in the 90s, I think Pierce Brosnan is the only one who really pulls off, like, you know, holding a machine gun, man. Yeah, I think. Can you imagine Roger Moore holding a machine gun? No, exactly. That's the thing. You know. Well, he, do, he so. does. He does, in, like, Spy Who Loved Me. He, like, grabs one and starts shooting people with it. Oh, yeah. Do you course. remember? And, and then he, Octopus, he, to be in fair. Octopus, yeah. Like, when he goes down the banister. But again, yeah. but actually, yeah, that, the, the though, specific moment he does that in Octopus, I remember his expression as he's firing it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> so yeah, that that actually you know really proves my point actually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he um, yeah. So basically, yeah, this this reveals the ship uh, to the British Navy and the Chinese, yeah. where they're like, oh, um, yeah, we're gonna blow this up instead of each other. So, and yeah, it's stop. funny how with this film, it the plot is basically a, an amalgamation of what. Moonraker, A View to a Kill, Goldfinger. It's like basically every Bond plot wrapped into one, but done in a very yeah. creative way, which is basically the only way Bond has survived all these all these years, which, you know, you have to appreciate. Yeah, because this is great, because Carver has... I don't know if it's a nuke, I doubt it is, but it's some sort of cruise missile that's it is, fire in Beijing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like... I'm sorry, but I have to get this out of the way now. Like, when he dives into the water and gets Wei Lin out, the missile literally fires. Like, he he failed. You hear it. You hear it. Like, you hear it going overhead when he's on the the rocket. The rocket, like, starts firing, like, the the jets. But he's put explosives on the back, which actually blows up the rocket before it can actually, you know, detonate its payload or go off anyway. Oh, I see. Yeah. But that's really... Well, we've skipped ahead a bit, because yeah, exactly. uh, obviously, you know... Yeah, he has a great fight with Stamper, who... This well, thing well is, hang on, no, before no, we fight Carver. Stamper... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, because I'm, like, just rewinding it in my head. Um, <laughs> anyway, he uh, gets to meet uh, Carver, who's like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, this is my reason why I'm doing this, because 
not only do I get great ratings uh, from people watching this war, but uh, I'll fire this missile at Beijing. General Chang will conveniently not be there for the meeting. It'll wipe out all the leaders and then he'll get to take over, which means that I'll uh, get uh, exclusive broadcasting rights in China for, I don't know, about 100 years. Mm. So that's quite... That's not bad. That's not a bad plot, I think. It's extremely elaborate, like doing World War Three basically just to get like television coverage and what. Yeah, country. it won't really be World War Three though because it'll end well, so quickly because General Chang will uh, save the day and get a peace prize. A l- lot of mm. people will die. Brackets. Um, mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think. But then obviously yeah. Bond gets to confront him at the end, <laughs> and the bullet like saw thing comes and ah oh, so good yeah, man the, the way car actually has him at gunpoint doesn't he and then he's like cool the way he gets the drop the way he gets the drop on bond is so dumb as well yeah. he like hits him like and then like like bond would like be incapacitated yeah probably like bounce off of him you know even right? like momentarily from that i think i don't know uh, i reckon i reckon carver's like quite like wiry you know like oh yeah obviously when you couldn't have a fist fight with bond but you know i, I bet it would yeah, so he dispatches of Carver with that with that diamond uh, drill, which is quite cool. I think great use of it. I mean, I heard, oh, yeah, hundred percent. But some... well, how else are you going to dispose of him? Like this is just the best. And death. the line, the line's like, give the people what they want, bang! And yeah. and what is great about that line is basically like he's talking to the audience as well because everyone's on side with Bond. Everyone's this piece of shit to suffer, man. And that's the best way he can. He just oh, like gets, so gets chewed up by this like massive sword. It's so satisfying, man. Yeah, I mean, it also... and even I think that it doesn't it even come. Bond's kind of a bit horrified at what he's done as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it literally like shoes him into the the computer behind him as well. It's like, whoa. yeah, that's quite that's quite <laughs> grisly death. That says quite yeah, that, something. That must be the most grisly death. It. Yeah, because uh, Bond watched Killifer get eaten by a shark in License to Kill. So, um, I think for, for for Bond main villain deaths, that's death. Well, yeah. Our, what about even, that? What about that random Russian agent who gets like? No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about main villain deaths. I think oh. the only one that comes close is like Sanchez being set on fire and. Um, yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't but, know as well. <laughs> I mean, at least I mean this feels like sure, one of our sore episodes, sure. man. It's like which one lasts the longest? Yeah, being burnt alive isn't that great. I've heard chewed up. It is a very grisly death, though. Like, it is right up there for sure. Well, <laughs> moving on, though. And God, then, yeah, Stamper also the means. Stamper. The things I don't get is something uh, like collapses it. on Bond earlier, right? So Stamper thinks he might be dead. But then when he gets Wei Lin, he's, he's been told to kill her. But then he's like, oh, might as well uh, use this to fuck with Bond a bit. But to him, Bond should be dead. So, I don't know. Maybe he runs yeah, prior. But anyway. maybe also, like, how does Waylin? How is Waylin incapable of escaping from that? That's the one thing I never understood. Surely she could like. I feel like by this point, I'm convinced enough by a character where she could get and find her own way out of that yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. You probably like. I don't know. He does Sometimes have, have any idea. And it's just uh, there's a bit where like Stamp is like nine, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a bit. I know he's German, man. You don't really need to like yeah, rub it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Doctor Calvin saying yeah every after every sentence, you know. Yeah, so, but at least Stamp is actually German. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like in uh, Indiana Jones where they have them say like Chanel like fifty times, but no one ever <laughs> says, oh yeah, go fast, you know. Like, but anyway, yeah. um, yeah, no one like well, yells. Oh no, no. no. Nothing will be as bad. Nothing will be as like 
comical as like the, that couple in octopus you are supposed to be german that james bond gets a lift with to the circus when he oh yeah oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, yeah. so much it's hilarious that was funny though that was that was like roger moore comedy that is like, like, your average like trying to shove a, a, a uh what's it a breakfast in his mouth you know and all that basically <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like offering him beer man with like driving they just don't give a fuck you know? yeah that's right anyway um, like trying to offer him food as he leaves. Yeah, wearing those little green hats, you know. And <laughs> yeah, they those. And the only thing they're missing is like yodeling through the window. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, we can guess their names. The guy's probably called Otto, and uh, the wife's probably called Gertrude. Martha or something like that. You know, like yeah, yeah. German names possible. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, Stamper. I mean, the fight with him and Stamper is not really that good. I think. Yeah, it's a bit anticlimactic, isn't it? Yeah, because, the, the I think it'd have been in a better in the other way around if he killed Stamper than Steve Jobs, but you know, I don't know. Steve Jobs, you call him Steve Jobs. He's basically Steve Jobs. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny. Even as a kid, I noticed the resemblance. Anyway. Yeah, me too. Um. So yeah, and uh, he gets killed because he's there when the rocket, the rocket, the rocket just explodes right in front of him, and uh, Bond drops down and uh, gives Waylon the kiss of life. And oh, this kind of like ruins the whole film in a way, man. I just wish they didn't do that. Yeah. You know, she was such a good like. I mean, they they had such a good like chemistry, and it's just like for that, and I'm like, it's just cringe, man. I mean, yeah, of course you got to have. Yeah, a happy when, ending, when the but... orchestra picks up as well to be like, yeah, guys, this is meant to be a good moment, if you couldn't tell. Like, yeah, yeah. Then, then they decide this is a, this this uh, culminates in a, a long-standing tradition of bonds seemingly loving being he, he must have like a, a fetish of being lost at sea while shagging or something like yeah he's like oh well we can stay here in the middle of the south china sea with this burning wreckage so uh yeah that's yeah. definitely that's definitely the least safe like flotation they've ever had at the end of a bomb yeah. film which is yeah you're right he has yeah. done it a lot hasn't he i mean it happened in yeah doctor no it happens in every sean Connery. thunderballs like the first. Well, no, I'm from Asher's Love. He was in Venice, not like he was like. Yeah, but he was know, still. Oh no, he's, he's right though. Yeah, he was in the boat. Still on he? the water. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to go off. But it was pretty close. He was like on an island or something. Yeah, Bond's ultimate location. Thunderbolt like or something, you know. Like... Sea water must be present. Salt water. Yeah. That's his <laughs> yeah, kink. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of the day, he is a seaman. So, anyway. <laughs> that's tomorrow never dies. Basically. On that note. Um, yeah. And, All right. Uh, yeah, we can Time move to on do the rankings. Bond actor. Number one, Sean Connery. Number two, Timothy Dalton. Number three, Roger Moore. Number four, George Lazenby. Number five, Pierce Brosnan. I think it's time to move Pierce Brosnan up to fourth, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> There's no argument here. Yeah. I, so, you know, George, you're yeah. just too nice. All right, and then Bond Girl. This is going to be interesting. Oh, and I think we should separately rank. Um, yeah, Carl, Paris Carver should be the uh, girl, and then um, Waylon should be the ally. I think. Ooh, you yeah. think? Yeah. You agree, Tom? I yeah, I think that can make well, sense. Well, Jack Wade's kind of yeah, fuck Jack Wade, man. He's in like one scene or something. Unfortunately, I want to agree with you, but unfortunately, he does kiss her at the end, so that kind of does make her a Bond Girl. So. Um, we'll yeah, have to rank them still, together I, I think and I know it's not doing the length of this list any favours but let's go on with it Bond girl number one Tracy number two Natalia number three Cara number four Triple X number five Domino number six Holly Goodhead number seven Honey Rider number eight Miss Anders number nine Oxpussy number ten Melina number eleven Tatiana number twelve Pam and Loopy 
Number 13, Aki and the Wife, <laughs> the nameless wife. Uh, number 14, <laughs> Pussy Galore. Number 15, Tiffany Case. Number 16, Stacey Sutton. Number 17, Solitaire. Number 18, Goodnight. Number 19, BB. That's some really terrible names in this list. Yeah. By the way, the, the wife's name is actually Kissy Suzuki. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, yeah hashtag justice. It was that or Honda, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, wow. Well, let's do Terry Carver. No, Paris Carver. Let's do her first. Yeah, so, where, who was fifth? I think. Domino. I think she goes just no, no, no. I think she goes between Domino and between Holly Goodhead. No, I think she goes higher. No, I think I, I don't think she's think... really good. Oh uh, no, I th- are you putting them both together or individually? No, 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 separately. Um, thing is, is that she's kind of a secondary Bond girl, so well, yeah, but nevertheless, this still serves a purpose. So she doesn't get as much like. But Miss Anders is eighth, right? And she's kind of similar in a way of being that tragic sort of so. I would probably put personally Paris Carver maybe I'm looking sort of below Natalia. There's Cara, Triple X, Domino. Way too much. Below Triple X, I think. Because she goes more of an involvement. No, no, they all have more involvement though. So like the thing is, I mean, I don't know. I just want to cast your mind back to uh, how much like a domino cutout poster or something. How much? How much uh, character that what's her name Domino gets? So that's true. That's true. That's true. She's really just consistent drip. So you know, and like yeah, and like that's like the amount the amount the amount she gets to do as well in that film is like really stand out for that era of James Bond. Where like yeah, I'll give you that still. Yeah, that's true, but she still like fucks up, man. She drops the cameras. I mean, Terry, Terry's she kills Lago, like... man. Like, like you don't want to, you don't. Yeah, wanna... by the... mm. yeah exactly. Terry was killed, man. Like, you know, and she, uh, she was also like, you know, just, just. I think what she adds to the film and to Bond's character is something that basically almost none of these names have ever done. That's why yeah. she's so high up for me. Yeah, but that's because that's not really her own. Like, I right, know well, I, what about below triple X above Domino or, or below Domino? What, I mean, what should we go with? I think there's a very big dotted line between Domino and Holly Goodhead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, I would put her above Domino. That's my spot, honestly. Yeah, I think I agree. To be right. fair, for the sake of keeping peace, Carver. Yeah, keeping the episode length down. Yeah, and um, also now uh, Wei Lin, who I think. I think I just put her just above Paris. Mm, I don't think so, really. It's I a think tough it's one, man. I really do like her, but she's more of an ally than like a. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Tom. But unfortunately, he does kiss her in the end, which kind of ruins it all. So it Yeah, it it does, man, because they go through all this like, oh, don't get any ideas, blah blah blah, and all this stuff, and then it's like, oh, okay, just like they kiss because they basically have to in the script, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, so, that, that's kind of it feels forced, that's, which I just kind, kind of, of undoes all the hard work in a way. Just ignore that, really. Yeah. So yeah, well, ignoring that, yeah, she has some cool ignore moments. it, but still, yeah, she has some cool moments. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I really hate that Paris. Place, though, that's the thing. I like. I remember. I remember Paris a lot more than I because you get lots. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. You, you get. You get a lot know, more. Actually, like, you, where you they were supposed to have her own sort of spin-off series after yeah, this. I know. At least they were thinking about it. So oh, they, didn't, cool. they didn't think she could carry her own series, though. So yeah, what what I uh, terrible wrong. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, they then, have. Uh, lot, they where, have where, where, where are we going to rank her then? 
I'd just put her above Paris, honestly. I, she above goes, or below Paris, really. She goes at least below Paris because, like, there's lots yeah. of a- there's lots of actiony Bond girls like at this period. So, like, I don't think yeah, really... but she's the best of them. So yeah, she's the best of them. But okay, so... well, okay, Waylon. Okay, so so now fourth triple X, five Paris Carver, six Waylon, seven Domino. Okay, I mean they're both good. That's what we're saying. Okay, now this is going to be interesting. The villain. <clears throat> so. Max Zorin, number one. Blofeld, Donald Pleasance, number two. Goldfinger, number three. Telly Savas, Blofeld, number four. 006, number five. Fran Sanchez, number six. Hugo Drax, number seven. Scaramanga, number eight. Number nine, Kamal Khan. And Orlov, number 10, Dr. Kananga. I'm going to leave it there because I'm sure that we're going to put Elliot Carver somewhere up here, right? I think think think... just below Hugo Drax. (sighs) Really? I thought you'd go higher. I think he goes a bit lower than that because he's a bit mm. for all, for all his like grav his like speeches and stuff he's he is a bit like one dimensional which is like that's true. Bit that's of true. A, I, I think he goes. I was actually thinking about around Doctor No territory because at least really? Doctor No Doctor No has a really good like atmosphere. Doctor No's eleventh, but so, no, I was actually th- I thought we'd put him way higher. I was thinking around 006 territory to be honest. Thing is, even 006 is a bit one dimensional when you think about. Yeah, it, exactly. He's like. He's like, um, oh, well, uh, the same I mean, three I, minutes I you gave me. Oh. I know Henry won't like this, but I'd certainly put Elliot Carver above Fran, Fran Sanchez. No. Well, that, you know, a massive boner for Fran Sanchez, but still. <laughs> well, okay, we're quite conflicted here. Well, number five is I double think... six. Number six is Sanchez. Number seven is Drax. Number eight, Scaramanga. Number nine, Kamal Khan. All of number 10, Kananga. Number 11, Docs. No, so... Uh, I think I think I'd fight to put him sixth, to be honest, above Fran Sanchez. I'd put him below Hugo Drax, honestly, because I think if you to compare him with with Sanchez, I think I I like the way that Sanchez is used in that film more because like Bond is kind of like gaslighting him basically into like killing his own henchman. At the same time, he's a guy you do not want to like yeah mess with. So well, then it comes down to Tom. Would you put him above or below Hugo Drax? Definitely below. If if he's still going above Scaramanga, he definitely. I think he goes below Scaramanga. Scaramanga is so like hmm. iconic and so like. It's just because he's played by Chris. Yeah, I think Scaramanga is yeah. kind of overrated. He's also. a bit overrated. I don't think he's overrated. It's just like he, yeah, guys, he, it's Chris Lee, man. And then like, it's no, just, it's not because of that. It's because he carries the film more or less. Actually, yeah, do but you know, he can't carry the film. It's still a pretty bad film overall. I don't. How do you spell Elliot? It's, it's uh, a guilty like pleasure. Okay. <laughs> All right. The real right, so Elliot Carver is going in at eighth. Which is fairly respectable, I suppose. Unlikely to be displaced. Uh, henchman, we're going to rank Stamper amongst number one, Jaws, number two, Odd Job, number three, Red Grant, number four, Necros, number five, Mayday, number six, Boris, Zenya, and Arumanov, number seven, Gobida, the twins, number eight, T, he and co, number nine, Bunt, number 10, Dario. Oh, yeah, okay. Number 11, Locke and Eric, number 12, Winston Kidd, number 13, Knickknack, number 14, Fiona. And number fifteen, hands. I think he just hands. goes barely above knickknack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah I think Maybe so. actually no, below knickknack. Because at least knickknack has a funny, like, re- an interesting relationship with the villain. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Knickknack's actually. joke, man. <laughs> I think yeah, he's he, No, no, no. Nick knickknack almost kills Bond. Remember when he has the pitchfork and he's about to? I think. I think he's. Yeah, that scene is something I'd rather forget, honestly. So. Exactly. That's yeah. the problem with it. I'd rather forget most of his scenes. So, yeah. Stamper's like 
yeah, very one-dimensional. I mean, he exists yeah. for the joke about German efficiency as well. So <laughs> I respect. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's he's not bad. This is where I put the dotted line. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like yeah, the, he's literally like the the stereotype Chad meme as well. Like he yeah, yeah, yeah. like you it's know like the jawline and all that. Yeah. Well. Do you think that's his natural hair color, or did he bleach it? Because it was very blonde. I don't really care. Honestly. All right. All right. Well, Stamper goes in at thirteenth. Then below Winter Kid and above Nicknack. Well above Nicknack. Um, all right. Uh, oh, okay. The car slash vehicle. We're going to rank the uh, BMW 750 against number one, the Aston Martin DB5. Number two, Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Number three, Little Nelly. Number four, the Tank. Number five, the Lotus. Number six, the Tuck Tuck. Number seven, the Croc Sub. Number eight, the Mini Plane. Number nine, the Moonraker Boat. Number 10, the Gondola. Number 11, the Citroen. Number 12, the Moon Buggy. Where are we putting thing, this just goes just above the Moonraker boat because it's got cool gadgets, but the car itself is just no fuck at. no man. It has a, such a great I actually, I actually agree with Henry. Really? I'd put it above yeah. I'd it's, even put it above the Lotus, personally. I know it's a bit no 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 the, the Lotus it's the look is at really it's like what, what do you want as well? Like what which one of these vehicles would you want out of these like I would actually prefer the BMW, it's a bit more low key, you know personally for day to day use I don't, I don't have a bias for german cars unsurprisingly but still or why would you know, surprisingly yeah but, uh i would put yeah I, all right well i put the bmw above the lotus but you guys are saying below the mini plane and above the moonraker boat yeah yeah really i mean for the amount of gadgets and stuff it, had, it does man yeah but yeah the, but then, yeah, lots the amount of the comedy they get out well. specific ones that don't make sense that it has in it too yeah, true. Like with that. True. I mean, we do have the Tuck Tuck sixth. So yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, tuck, that's tuck the face, so. Well, I personally have to be in way higher, but all right, I'm outvoted. M is oh, why is Judy Dench third? Because no, the other two are <laughs> she still only had one She didn't film. have much to do in the previous film. All right. Well, Bernard Lee's number one, two Robert Brown, number three Dame Judy Dench. Can we move her up to one now? Yeah, she just like <laughs> sh- shoots up to one with the amount of good life she yeah. has. Good. Glad we agreed there. Judy Dench, is it with a Y or a y or an I? An I. Ah, oh, you wrote it with a Y. Huh. Judy Dench. Or is it? Someone, can one of you look that up while I uh, read out the yeah. rankings for Q? Number one, Desmond Llewellyn. Um, Money Penny. Well, he's got number, a stiff competition. Yeah. Yeah. Money Penny's number one, Lois Maxwell. Number two, Caroline Bliss. And number three, Samantha Bond. Yeah, it's an I. Changing. It's an I. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Okay. Uh, the ally oh, slash right, Felix yeah. Leiter. Do we have an ally? It's Jack Wade again, isn't it? Yeah, should just he's... keep Jack Wade where he is. Or yeah, he's already 13th. Yeah, no need to change that. <laughs> gadget. Okay, now, I know the main gadget in this film is the um, phone, which is a good gadget, but I want to nominate that, like, saw bullet thing, because Bond does use it in the end. So, can we do that? <laughs> it's very stretching the definition of gadget, but it is a gadget. It's remote controlled. It fucks things up. It's, you know, Bond uses it. That's basically yeah, it is the a most Bond gadget. thing from this film, I think, in terms of gadgets. So, the current rankings number one, the Dark Gun from Moonraker. Number two, the Live and Let Die Rolex. Number three, the Attache case. Number four, the Sniper Rifle from uh, License to Kill. Number five, the Key Ring Stun Gas. Number six, the Cigarette, which should be higher. Number seven, Exploding Pen, should also be higher. Number eight, the Acid Pen. Number nine, Odd Jobs Hat. Why is that so low? Number 10, the ring camera. Number 11, the rebreather. Number 12, 
Fourth PPK, number 13, Mousetrap. You have to forgive me, listeners. This is the we're, first time I've actually looked at the rankings for a while, and um, I'm a bit... Where actually is... Sorry, like, where's the Atashi case again? Third. Yeah. Oh, that That's deserved, I think. That's fair, I think, yeah. I think that this should go above the acid pen. Yeah, I think so. Very, yeah. very iconic, but... Uh, I don't know what to write for it. Saw bullet. Just do the, uh, just do the, uh, like, it's like, a, it's like, a, this is like a saw they use for, like, undersea drilling, so. Is it? Call it the, you could call it the seesaw, James. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call it the bullet saw. Um, all right. The, now, the, the triple saw. Yeah. Uh, the theme song. Number one, Honor Master Secret Service. Number two, oh, View to a Kill. Number three, the James Bond theme. Number four, Live and Let Die. Number five, License to Kill. Number six, The Living Daylights. Number seven, Goldfinger. Number eight, You Only Live Twice. Number nine, GoldenEye. Number 10, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number 11, Fear Eyes Only. Number 12, Never Say Never Again. 13, Thunderball. 14, Nobody Does It Better. 15, Moonraker. 16, Diamonds Are Forever. 17, From Rush With Love. 18, All Time High. Well, this is a special case because, and this is not going to be the last special case I know in terms of songs that have, uh, films that have more than one song. This, uh, this obviously has Tomorrow Never Dies, but it also has Surrender, so... What's Surrender? Surrender plays at the end. Tom should know this one too, I think. I'm not it sounds the same it. as Tomorrow Never Dies. I thought it was the yeah. same song, but That's different. A different song. Oh, okay. Well, do you, um, Tom, I remember because you were a fan of Surrender, weren't you? I, I used to be, but like not really. I, I'm going to look it up. I don't think I've heard it. Wow. So, we don't even rank Surrender on this list as um, well. No. Nah. <laughs> really? So tomorrow, well, what happens to because, The only exception you... we'll make for that rule, Henry, is Spectre. Don't worry. Um, so, where are we going to put Tomorrow Never Dies? I'm uh, thinking maybe... Well, it's below, around Goldeneye, doesn't it, I think? I think it goes below Thunderball, because it's like... A bit, Ooh, wow. The other ones, like, the other, all the ones above this it are all, like, iconic, so... I think, like... What do you think, Henry? I think this is better than Goldeneye, you know? Yeah, I think it's around that area as well. Uh, well, I've uh, put my opinion on record, even though I'm out of yeah. so... Well, that's what it's it. all about. Well, yeah. the man with the gold. Well, it's definitely above that. Um, Goldeneye. Where is Goldeneye, by the way? Ninth. It's above and that. It's above uh, the man with the golden gun, so that's the firmly dotted line there, I think. Terminator dies would go... I don't really care. I think, yeah, all right. Well, since Tom weighed it down, I think it has to go 10th then below Goldeneye. Otherwise, I'd have probably gone above Goldeneye. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, you know, raise pitchforks over this, so... Yeah. Oh, okay, the opening. Number one, The uh, the Spy Loved Me. Number two, Goldfinger. Number three, Octopussy. Number four, Moonraker. Number five, Goldeneye. Number six, The Living Daylights. Number seven, A View to a Kill. Number eight, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Number nine, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number 10, From Russia With Love. I, I mean, it's surely going above, it's in somewhere in here, right? Surely it'll go above uh, View to a Kill, right? Mm, I think it I think goes... It doesn't get interrupted goes slightly better. Think about the music in A View to a Kill, for starters. It doesn't get interrupted th- by the Beach Boys. It is. So. No, no, no. The, the A View to a Kill opening is like the earliest memory I have of James Bond. Yeah, so like, and it's yeah, snow job. Here, I'm, not, I'm not getting you know, nostalgia bias. So. Yeah, we, we we use that it's in like... It's supposed to fall asleep in Timothy Dalton's I think, I think actually, I think actually it goes below From Rush With Love because that has like... That's really good for... What do you mean, what? Like, that's really good for, like, setting up... Red yeah, but what about the man with the golden gun? It goes above that, doesn't it? Well, I think they should be changed a bit, but, like... Yeah. 
I think what is the opening for Mango? I can't remember. Oh yeah, Scaramanga. Um, yeah, that should be changed around. Actually, let's do that right now. Let's put no, the Mango. No, we'll, we'll do we'll do all the changes. No, no, no I'm doing. I'm over. I, we we have that's that's obscene, man. Yeah, Mavic Golden like, Gun's going below from Russia with love. The most obscene thing was when Henry said that Mavic Golden Gun was a better than from Russia with love on this round. Well, I, I don't really disagree. Man, I was like, I must, um, have been, I must have been on something, who knows. So Tomorrow Never Dies, the opening goes the film, the below film. of you to a kill and above on a Manchester Secret Service. Can we say that, maybe? The film the film itself? No, 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 the opening. Yes, I Obviously not. This goes above of you to a kill, I swear. No, it's below. No. All right, and the payoff right. on that is you know being, but it's not where like Bond gets in in bed. Does it go like, above on a message like secret service? Age. You know, with George Lazenby's dimple chin cigarette. I think the no, intro, no, the the intro for George George Lazenby's like, is pretty cool. He's like bedding someone who's like twenty. No, Henry, you're you're not winning this. Don't don't. There's no point dying on that hill, man. Min min some. I I mean, I'm surprised I'm, it's actually I'm just, seven. I'm, put, I'm putting the case. Someone I've done well to control ourselves putting it seventh, man. So I'm, you know. I'm, I'm putting the case out there to the people. This is not about you, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it is. Uh, Sigma moment. <laughs> uh, I'm nominating um, Waylon. You know, I work alone. I mean, has anyone got anything else or? The difference I between think... genius and insanity is measured only by success. Oh. What do you think, Tom? Your um... seat now. Which way does your thumb point? I think it's really difficult, actually. I think we used to take the mick out of that uh, success and insanity thing like when we were younger. Did you? I do. Oh. Yeah, we oh. did, because it was like so obviously like set up. But um, I think it does kind of is all right i think yeah let's put that one because it goes with like whole like grind of elliot carver trying to start a war just so he can get like better ratings basically yeah so um i think that elliot carver is the kind of guy who would tip his landlord i think he's certainly in his like paperboy days man just to grind harder he's like yeah let's let's like push myself a bit further yeah all right. Um, well, in that case, the current rankings number one. I think it's gonna be long. Goldfinger owned the club. Number two, yeah, a convenient coincidence. Max Zorin. Number three, Batgammon. Number four, you missed Mr. Bond. Did I? Number five, Red Grant. Number six, Blofeld Extortion. Number seven, Doctor No. Number eight, Sean Connery giving the thumbs up in The Rock. Number nine, Timothy Dalton's Bond. Number ten, so does England. Number eleven, launder it. Number twelve, Natalia versus the computer salesman. <laughs> Number thirteen, Tracy's already a countess. Number fourteen, Scaramanga. Number fifteen, Eric. Number sixteen, Blofeld, prepare my battle submarine. Number seventeen, David Niven. Number eighteen, names it for Tombstones, baby. Number nineteen, King Country. Number twenty, Q from Never Say Never Again. David Niven wait, always wait, kills wait. me. What happened? What happened to uh, prepare my battle submarine? Yeah, that's, uh, that's sixteen. Somewhere. I like Star Wars. Where uh, <laughs> I think this might go above or below. Um, Doctor No. Maybe below Doctor No. I think below Doctor No as well. Okay, that's, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. So Carver, genius, insane genius. And what I like most about the line is it's kind of true as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, and then finally we're going to rank Tomorrow Never Dies against. Number one, Onomastity Secret Service. Number two, Goldfinger. Number three, Octopussy. Number four, License to Kill. Number five, Moonraker. Number six, The Living Daylights. Number seven, The Spy Love Me. Number eight, You Only Live Twice. 
Number nine, Golden Eye. Number 10, A View to a Kill. Number 11, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number 12, Live and Let Die. Number 13, Dr. No. Number 14, From Russia with Love. Number 15, The Rock. Number 16, Thunderball. Number 17, Never Say Never Again. Number 18, Few Eyes Only. Number 19, Diamonds Are Forever. Number 20, Casino Royale. Where is Tomorrow Never Dies going here? What's below you in Live Twice? Golden Eye. Uh, yeah, just put this above Golden Eye. I've seen okay. it's changed a bit on that. I like Golden Eye more, but if you want to. Mm, yeah, I'm kind of. I'm a bit torn as well, Tom. Just hit the swing the axe. Because it's a bit like it's it. It's not a bad. It's not bad for entertainment, but it's just yeah. It's I think Golden Eye is slightly better at multiple points. It's like kind of like it's kind of like the thing is with Golden Eye. There's like the highs are like more high than the highs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the yeah, lows but are the lower. The lows are like the yeah. sa- the soundtrack is like like pain and suffering. Yeah, like but that's you just like a really bad dialogue. I, know, I, I think I I think Golden Eye just does edge it. To be fair, it's legacy as well. I mean, I, I mean personally, I do think Pierce Brosnan is better in this film, but. Tom's right. It's got higher highs and lower lows than this, and I think the high highs just edge it above. And that means that tomorrow never dies would just go above view to a kill as well. So we've, we're all. I'd sooner. My mission has already been accomplished honest, with but, Timothy um, Dolan, so you know. Yeah, I know. Nice. I'd sooner right. watch view to a kill, to be quite honest. But just putting that out there for all the view to a kill haters. For all those people that put it at the bottom of my oh, now you make me think, Tom, because I do love a view to kill. It's it is like an enjoyable watch. There's Zoran. Does anybody else want to drop out? There's yeah, a convenient yeah, yeah, well, just Christopher Walken then, basically. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but I think Tomorrow Never Dies is, to be fair, an objectively better film, isn't it? So yeah, but we can't. can't Oh, hang on, we forgot to mention one thing in Tomorrow Never Dies. They uh, have discovered that slow mo is a thing. So yeah. Use Pre- that too often, but I think they did use it in Golden Eye. To be fair, yeah, true. But there's like there's a really funny bit with Wei Lin. Like she's like got these two machine guns. She's pointing them like either way away from both from the henchmen. Yeah, so somehow. cringe, man. No, no, no. The most cringe was when they were in the when they evacuate the uh, submarine at the beginning, and they're like abandon ship, and then yes, they're like oh running. It was sparks. There's like there's like the, there's so like cheesy, the man. choir as well that goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah just oh, all you're missing is like the the um. You know, the band on the Titanic deck, like at the top, you know, <laughs> that's all you're missing, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then, Tomorrow Never Dies, 10th below Goldeneye, above the View to a Kill. Is that pretty fair? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. We're like the sole outpost for a View to a Kill, though, which is, yeah. But yeah, but I, I'm proud of that. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's all I have to say, honestly. So, other films as well, like Flipping yeah. Octopussy. Any oh, further yeah. comments? Nope. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tomorrow Never Dies, and we will be back next week with uh, The World Is Not Enough. Same bat time, same bat channel.